Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. What's up? Happy Sunday. Oh, Faithful Wonder was right there, Ish. I, I went in, and I was sharing the link, and it said mm -hmm. one way that I knew who it was before I even checked. And I looked yes. down and it was Rhonda. So, Rhonda, hey, thank Rhonda. you, girl, for holding us down. And my girl, Diana Rose, is right there in the house. First of all, Diana, um, my condolences to you. She had a relative that passed away, oh. but she still wanted to be right here with us at Uncensored Minds tonight because she said she had so much fun each last Sunday that she needed something to put a smile on her face. So, Diana, oh. I do hope that you find many smiles tonight on the show. Yes, ma'am. Our condolences. Well, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Renee. Jen. Happy belated birthday, mama. What's up, Diana. Brenda? I mean, Hi, oh, Brenda. Man, they coming in. Y'all yes, know what you do. Share in the building. post. Share yes. the post. Now, although we're not live this week, that's okay. We're going to still show y'all that there's a reason to always join Uncensored Minds tonight. Isn't that right, Each? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, number one, I was so excited that we were all under one roof last week. Each girl, when I tell you that you brought it with that game, oh, my gosh. Yes, everybody Girl, was loving the game. The talk of the week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. You were the talk of the week, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you was showing us all what to do, baby. You were showing us all what to do. Well, you yes. know, I went to Philly, and yeah, they they made Karen B feel so welcome that I was able to be comfortable. In, in an uncomfortable zone. And what I mean by that, which is going to take me to my affirmations, um, not that um, I was uncomfortable in Philly because I knew that with them, I was the mom family. But it was the journey of being a single lady going to a city that I had been to only once, and that was when I was 16 years old. And in today's world, um, that's that's not um, a very safe thing to do is to travel. I mean, so many things happen out there. So um, it meant that much to me, though, to be there for that 100th episode, because that, that's a milestone that I just could not miss. And I'm so glad that I did go because I had so much fun. And um, on this affirmation right here, I was looking up affirmation since TM last week on that brand new on the sister each talking about they didn't know that I just freestyle. And I do. I really do. But what I did decide to do is to look up some. And this one is on mental health. And what I'll do is just add a little spin on it. Now, this one right here, the very first one, it says, I am more than my thoughts. As I said, um, I had to step out and go into unfamiliar territory by myself. But yet, I had to be brave enough to do it. And um, I, I didn't have a problem doing it. In my line of work, now that's what I have to do. 
I have to step out of my comfort zone in order to enjoy my comfort zone. So um, I was more than my thoughts of the dangers that could happen and more into my thoughts of this something that I'm doing that I love, that I'm dedicated to. So always have control of your thoughts, yet be very careful, but always have control of your thoughts and choose peace throughout anything that you do. Now, with that being said, let's get ready for some uncensored mind tonight. Welcome. Beautiful affirmation, KD. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Can't hear you, sir. What's up, ladies? How y'all feeling? Feeling pretty good, sir. How are you feeling? Good. Feel wonderful. It actually feels strange now. Um, as I was getting ready for the show, I was getting ready like I was getting ready last week um, to come and be amongst y'all um, for the first time. And then I, I had to sit down in front of this phone and I was like, wow, that's crazy. We, even though we did it one time, it felt so natural and was so normal that this right here seems unnormal. Now. So mm-hmm. we're going to high gear. As everyone knows, we are in episode 101. Last week's show was an amazing show. Um, we came together um, for our 100th episode, and we left with fireworks. Um, it was such a great time. We got so much positive feedback from everyone. Um, so let's continue that movement and get right into episode 101. And we're going to start off, as we do every week, with the icebreaker question of the day. What would you tell your younger self? Ooh, good one. Good one. What would you tell your younger self? What would you tell Asking your younger what, self? Asking what is that's pretty open ended. I mean, I mean what would we tell our younger self? Go with it as you choose. You know, what I mean, as as it is open ended. So, what would you tell your younger self mm-hmm. in a number of different facets? Um, what would you tell yourself okay. when you are in life right now? How would you steer yourself in in a different direction? It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to go first, Katie? Well, okay, sure. I would tell my younger self, get prepared for a journey. But always know that you can be anything that you want to be, but it's not going to be easy. Be prepared to travel roads that you never thought that you'd travel. But always know that you're going to get over those roads. Be prepared to come amongst hate. But also be prepared to receive that love when you see it. Nice. Nice. I would tell my younger self to be braver. To not allow fear um, to stifle me. Like I wouldn't allow um, things to hold me back and I wouldn't be so afraid. I would tell myself not to be too afraid of um, going out into the world and um, just delving into things more. That's what I did. I held myself back a lot. Um, And so I would tell my younger self to not be afraid and to be a lot braver. Nice. 
um, I would tell myself that life is life is like a mountain full of peaks and valleys. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get highs and lows, and just being able to face each day with an open mind, right? Um, it's a book, and each chapter of of, of that book will um, lend itself to to good and bad, and um, just go with the flow. Prepare yourself. Be prepared. Um, have a plan, um, and have have a two plans. So when that first plan doesn't doesn't go the way you wanted to go, you can always take that exit and still be able to find your way. Um, because there's so many doors in life um, that we don't plan for. Um, the trip is going to be long. It's going to be tiresome, but it's also going to be rewarding. So go it go into it with that mindset. And sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. And just live each day with a purpose. With a purpose. And that purpose of being the best you that you possibly can be. Right? And throw in sprinkles of happiness and cry sometimes. Allow yourself to experience life. Beautiful. When it's all said and done and you're able to look back on, on things especially when you get older and say, damn, I went through a lot, which helped me to get to this point now. And I'm proud of myself because of the, the journey that I've been on. So that's what I would tell my younger self. All right. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. That was deep too. That that was a deep question. You know, it makes you think. Mm -hmm. For sure. Before we move on, the comments, because um, when I hear what the audience says, Diane Diana says, I would say, don't pity yourself. Go after your dreams with no fear. Don't be afraid to do it. Isn't that, let's stay right there for a minute. Mm -hmm. How many times have we given up on, on our dreams or hopes or put them to the back burner just because of the fear of the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. But we may have been pushed by somebody else or we may have jumped out during our fears and then once we, once we got into it and conquered it, the fear became, there was no fear anymore and it became love. That's, let's talk about that. Oh. Listen, <laughs> that fear word for me is something else. Um, it wasn't until my older years um, where I didn't allow it to consume me so much. But in my younger years, it really, really held me back. Um and just breaking through and breaking free of being afraid is just like the most invigorating thing you could ever experience because you could then see how you are bound by that fear. And so, um, you know, once you get past that and you can just see how not allowing fear to control you will catapult you into another stratosphere, um, it's such a good feeling. Absolutely. What about you, Katie? Um, yes. Um, the same here. I'm so proud to see Di Diana put that up there. And, and I know exactly why she did that. When she first became an author, she was brand new. And her very first book got a bad review. And uh, she was having some trouble with the editor and everything and she was ready to give up and i i convinced her 
that she was able to do it without having anyone hold her hand. Yet she swear that I held her hand, but I didn't. She didn't need anybody to hold her hand. But I don't believe in pitying yourself because if you pity yourself, you're not going anywhere, baby. Because trust me, ain't nobody about to have any pity for you. And um, that's where that hard cover have to come in that when you feel pity coming, you better not show that pity, but you better get up, as Nell said, and fight with everything that you have in you. And you have a dream. You never give up on it. Trust me. Um, I can't say much, but as y'all can see, I have this big smile on my face. And uh, what I can say is this. I got a new script in my hands today. And anytime you get a new script in your hand, it's, it's just like getting ready to birth a, another baby. So I'm excited about that. And that's my dream to continue to act and not be afraid, even though I'm going into um, different grounds, I'm still not afraid. I'm going after my dream. Absolutely. That's that's powerful right there. And it's, um, as they say, it's power in words, but there's more power in actions. Once we, once mm -hmm. we speak to our own existence, the, the power of actions allows us to quell those fears. Um, Janine said, I'm scared of failing so I don't take chances. Um, just think of the many of people who didn't take chances. Uh, we, may we may not have some of the inventions that we have. We might not have some of the, the love songs and, and, and uh, the, the poetry and the books and just so many different things that people didn't jump out there and take and, and, and quell those fears. Um, mm -hmm. Even with the podcast, right? I, I, just to be truthful, every Sunday night at 8.45, I am a little nervous, right? Just because it's it's a new endeavor every Sunday. It's a new challenge every day. Um, so, you know what I mean? We, but, but we got, but once that live bell goes on and cameras light up and it's action, mm -hmm. we turn into a whole different animal. So get out there and, mm -hmm. and, and beat fear up. You know what I mean? Fear is like Dave. I mean, Goliath. You're like David. You know what happened with that story right there. So um, it makes you think. It makes you think. It makes yeah. you think. That was a great sure. the question of the day. Um, I would implore you to go back on it um, and review it in your mind because it definitely could take you different places, right? Before we move on our next topic, which is, which is going to be one of the one-on-ones, on ones, I want to take the time out to actually um, – have everybody do me a big favor and put a cake up in your in, in the comments for me, please. One of our very own celebrated a birthday yesterday, and her name is Jennifer. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we we um set this on a grand stage. Happy birthday, Jennifer. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. birthday. You know what I mean? She is celebrating another year of life. Um real dope person. So we just wanted to take the time out and say happy birthday from us. You. All right? Yes. yes. Happy birthday, Jen, happy birthday, girly. Jen. Happy birthday, girl. Milestone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so this next topic that we're going to get into, um, we're going to bring one of our very own top fans. <laughs> <laughs> mind family members. To tell their she's story. She's gonna come on talking shit now. I'm telling you now, she's gonna come on talking shit. I, I, I mean, as you should, you know what I mean? When you're doing your thing, 
you supposed to gloat and brag. And and when you survive struggles and challenges, and you're here to tell a story, I want you to come on hand and have that energy. So we want to invite um, Marilyn to the show to tell her story about her journey with breast cancer. <laughs> Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. But look What's at that. Look, look at that face. I'm into this game. I got to move this. Hold on. <laughs> Hi, yeah. guys. What's up, girl? Hi. Yeah, I, I can't even Welcome. hang on. I mean, you know, I, I just became Team Cowboy last week. Oh, so no. I, I can't even hate on you. I can't. I, 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 I'm a little salty, though. I can't lie. <laughs> The wrong side of the street, Karen. I knew I should have gripped you I up. I see you I did, dang it. But, but for, no. for my daddy, I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. So as we all know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and with that, we want to bring awareness to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But we also wanted to bring one of our very own to share their story. Her story, not there, but her story and her journey. Right. Breast so again, welcome, Marilyn. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I am um, a 12-year cancer breast cancer survivor. Um, so I'm gonna start by saying in 2010, around this time actually, in 2010, I felt a lump in my breast. So um, I didn't tell nobody. I was. I was kind of scared to tell people because I knew if I'd have told somebody that have told me to go get it checked out. And at that time, it was like I was scared of bad news. So I like didn't want to go. I'm thinking it's going to just go away. Because also back then I was a heavy caffeine drinker. I still drink coffee, but I was drinking coffee, Mountain Dews. I would drink like six Mountain Dews per day. And we all know that those are full of caffeine. So I'm thinking it's just like a caffeine cyst. And my breast that would go away if I um, slowed down with the caffeine. So anyway, I lived with it for about maybe two weeks before I said anything. Then I finally told my oldest sister because I knew ever since my mom passed, my oldest sister has stepped in as that role. So I said, I'm going to tell her because I know that she'll be the one that kind of forced me to go get it checked out. So I did. And I went. They did the mammogram and the ultrasound. And they actually did uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? When they test biopsy. Yep. Biopsy, there you go. They did the biopsy. So now at this time too, my granddaughter, so this was around October when I found the lump and I went and did all the mammograms, the biopsy and all that. So my granddaughter was born. 2010 September the 22nd all right so she was she's about a couple of weeks old when the doctor finally calls me back the surgeon calls me back one day I'm home and my granddaughter's mother had just dropped her off for me to watch so she can go to night school but mind you my son and, and her mother were still in high school when they had my granddaughter so I'm watching them while they working and going to school no sooner she dropped her off and leave my phone rings it's the surgeon Ms. Jeffrey, Justice, Dr. So-and-so, um, we got the results from your biopsy. Are you sitting down? So I'm like, man, if you don't tell me 
You know what I mean? What you calling me for? Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just tell me the results because I'm I'm scared. So he said, uh, well, we got the results and it is breast cancer. You do have cancer. That floored me. I'm like, I've got this baby. I'm by myself. My son is at work. What am I going to do with this baby now? I need time to process what this man just told me. I need to cry. I cannot cry with this baby here. So I called my sister and her and another sister came over. They took the, um, mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I tell it. all right, hold on. Um, so they came over and they helped me with the baby while I got it out. So the first three days, it's like I went through all the why me's. Why this happened to me, this, that, and the other. Oh, F my life, this, that, and the other. I, I don't want to live, this, all that. After the third day, I'm like, okay, Marilyn, this man said you got breast cancer. He didn't say you was dying. So I'm like, I'm questioning myself. What are you going to do? Are you going to lay down and die or are you going to get up and fight? So I got up and fought. And after the third day of me receiving like phone calls, oh my God, with all the side stories, I'm here for you if you need anything. I didn't even want to hear that no more. And I I said that to people in the nicest way I knew how. If you can't call me regular, like y'all just calling me to check up on me like you would do if I didn't just receive this news, then I'm sorry, but don't call me. I'm over that. I was over that, that, that period of me feeling, you know, down and out. Now I'm ready to get up and fight. I remained positive through this whole ordeal. Like it took almost all of 2011 because I had to go through um, surgeries. I had three surgeries. I went through chemotherapy and radiation. So um, that took almost all of, all of 2011 to do, to fight. Lost my hair, everything. I, that's something I wouldn't wish on nobody. But I want to say this though, because my little sister is fighting it now. She just finished her last round of chemo. And everybody that I know that's fighting it, the first thing I say to them is to remain positive. The doctor told me that. He said, Merlin, your positive attitude played a major part in whether I was going to beat this thing or not. And I truly believe that. Because I could have just laid down and just died. You know what I mean? But I didn't. I got up and I fought and I still live my life like I didn't have cancer. I mean, after I went and got the chemo uh, things, of course, I was on my butt for like a, a week because chemo knocks you down like you can't do nothing. But on the weeks that I didn't have to um, have chemo, I was up and out like normal, like normal. And I was laughing and joking about it. I still laugh and joke about it at times, but I'm still here to do that. So, um. Like I said, my advice to everybody, if you feel anything, don't wait. Because this is another thing I kind of beat myself up on. I was 42 when I got diagnosed. When I turned when I turned 40, I was supposed to go get a mammogram, and I never did. So I feel as though I had that tumor when I was 40, but I didn't feel it. So during those two years, it grew to the, a size where I can actually feel it in my breast. So I'm saying that to say, go get your mammograms, do yourself exams. Anything don't feel right, go get a check. Do not wait and hope that it will go away like I did. I'm wishing mine will go away. I'm hoping I'm just, I'm just 
you know, I mean, just laying back, not doing nothing, just hoping this thing will go away. But it don't work like that. Early detection, like y'all say, everybody preach early detection can save your tatas and your life. My tumor was big as a golf ball. The doctors thought for sure that the cancer had spread. They took out 19 lymph nodes from my arm because they just knew as big as my tumor was, they knew that it spread somewhere and it didn't. It was confined to that one breath. So they they were shocked because they, you know what I mean? So it's like, and that's why he tells me, he's like, your positive attitude, like just stay positive. Because that that right there can go a long way positively. If, if, if you feel like, I'm saying that to say, if you feel like, okay, oh, I got camp, you know, cancer, there's it's nothing left for me to live for. My granddaughter, number one, was one of the main reasons that I got up and fought because she was just born. And I'm like, I got to be here to watch this little girl grow up. She's 12 years old now. That's why I love her to death because we got those things that she's 12 years old. I'm 12 years cancer free. So that that is my heart right there. You understand? So, um, yeah, but I just, I, I don't know. I just say that to say, know your body. If you feel anything, go get a check. Right now, at this point in time, ever since I went through that whole ordeal, I do not play around with my body. If I got a little pain or anything ain't right, I'm in that emergency room. I don't play. I know they know, they probably know me by name when I walk in there. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't, better safe than sorry. Yeah, it's better safe mm -hmm. than sorry and better early detection of anything. I'm just, I'm just saying breast cancer because that's what I went through. But anything, like anything can be wrong with your body if you notice that everybody say you know your body, which is true. You know your body. So you know when something is not right. So if you prolong going to get that checked out, then whatever that is that's wrong can be getting worse. You know what I mean? If you if you um you know prolong it and everything. So I don't wait no more. I, I'm 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 right there. I'm right there. But um yeah, so I just did the cancer walk today too. I try to do that every year. We did a, a three mile walk in uh Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, making strides against breast cancer. I give back anybody that's taking donations for breast cancer awareness, but they did. Those cancer uh, groups did a lot for me. I lost my hair. They made wigs and stuff for me and everything. So they do. I know what they do. That's why I, every time somebody's taking up something for these uh, cancer organizations, I did because I know what they do for cancer patients. So. Um, that's my story, I guess. <laughs> Such a story, Marilyn. Um, how often can you tell us how often you have to be, um, checked now that you have been cancer free for so long, but I, I am sure they still monitor you very frequently. How often do they? So I, I go, I have to, I still go every year to get a mammogram, but I don't, I have to get a, di a diagnostic mammogram, which means like. A lot of hospitals you can go in every year. If it's time for you to get a mammogram, you can go in there to walk in and get it, and they'll send your results to you. Me, I cannot go in there to walk, and I have to go. I have to have my schedule, and I have to go in there and get a diagnosis, which means they will not let me leave that hospital until the doctor looks at my result and see that there's nothing there. You know what I mean? I still get the little notice in the mail, but he's already told me that day that Miss Jeffries, you're fine. So. But I, I still go every year, and I just had an appointment with my oncology doctor, cancer doctor, last week, I think it was. 
So, um, yeah, they monitor me good because, like I said now, and they want me to do, like, a genetics testing thing. They've been on me to get that done, but that test is very expensive. My little sister got that test done back in 2011 when I had it because I got four sisters. So they was telling me to tell my sisters that they need to go get their genetics test because I was the first one in the, my immediate family because back then it was being said that Breast cancer only runs in your immediate family, mother, father, sister, brother. That was a lie because I was the first one in my immediate family that had breast cancer. I had cousins. My mother had a first cousin that had it. So cousins had it. But as far as immediate um, mother, father, sister, brother, I was the first one that had it in my family. And now, like I said, my little sister is fighting it. And she actually went and got the genetics test and it came back negative when she had it done in 2011. But now, now today she's fighting breast cancer. So that test is very expensive. A lot of insurances won't pay for it because it's that expensive. I'm not getting it, but they want me to get it. And I'm thinking that now, cause y'all so pressed for me to get this test done, that it's all about the money for them, but I'm not getting it. They do cancer screenings. Every time I go for an um, appointment, they, you know, they screen me for my whole body to see if cancer came back anywhere. And when that comes back clear, I'm fine. There's no need for me to go get a million dollar test done. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the story. Wow. But yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Whew. Marilyn, you know, God do things in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know if Ebony was going to share with y'all tonight what we went through. Um, whew. Wednesday, she gave me the news of what she found. Okay. And um. Yeah, he, he, he sent you here. I, you know, um, immediately um, I started talking positively to her, of course. Mm -hmm. And I let her know right then and there. You know, if anything, I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, I am prepared to drop everything and walk with her through this. Because yeah. like she said, she just had a mammogram two months ago. Mm. And um, Ebony is my everything. I had to go uh, through it with my sister, but in a different way. Yeah. But God sent you here tonight. And I got to say, my bestie is so brave. She's so brave. Um, mm. Thank you. We're going to be positive because it is a positive thing that she was able to find to herself. Uh, um, that that made me more aware that I began checking myself more. But yeah. thank you for sharing your brave story with us. I've seen other women go through it and each woman share that story in their own way. But thank you, because I can't imagine you had your grandbaby when you got that news. But mm -hmm. look at the soldier that God put before us right now. Thank you for sharing that. Right. I and love Ebony, you too, Ed. You're welcome. Ebony, yeah, so uh, just stay positive. That's the only thing. That's the main thing I tell people because you may not, y'all got three, y'all got three. Um, You may not believe it, but positivity plays a huge role. Your energy, ah, yes. <laughs> Your energy, Ebony, and the way you go about it, like if you just lay down, because like, all right, I'm going to use COVID, for example. Because when I had COVID, 
They told us not to lay on your back. You still should have got up and moved around because COVID was like a glob of mucus that's clung, that, that clings to your lungs. So if you're laying on your back, laying down all day with COVID, you know what I mean? You're giving COVID what it wants. You, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, I don't know you're what the word feeding is, it. Exactly. Yeah. You're feeding yeah. it. Right. Exactly. So, so don't, don't do that. Like I said, I didn't lay down and die. I could have laid down and moped around the whole year that I went through the fight. I could have just laid around and moped. Oh, I'm going to die anyway. Nope, I didn't. So stay positive. Like, just, I don't know. That's what I said. Just stay I told my little sister this. I'm well, I've talked to her every day, and she is. She's remaining positive. Hers, they call her super early, thank God. You understand what I'm saying? So hers is like, they ain't even give hers like a stage number. Like, she's real early in stage one or something. So they did her chemo first with me. They did my surgery first, and then they did um, chemo. And everybody asked me, what was the worst part? of your ordeal that you went through, was it the uh, surgery, the chemo, or the hair loss? To me, it was the um, the chemo, because that, it kills every cell in your body. So you literally feel like you got hit by a Mack truck, and you cannot get up and do nothing. Your body is weak. Mm-hmm. So that was the worst part to me. And then the second worst part to me was losing my hair. I woke up one morning, half my hair was on my pillow. I cried. Cause I love my hair. Like, and when it came out, I was like, "Oh my god!" But um, it grows back. So, you know, that was a little temporary thing. But yeah, Ebony, um, just stay positive and stay on top of all your appointments and everything, and and, and just you know, do what they say. You know, she stay will. Positive. She will. Cause yep. like I told, I said I I don't like spirit. I said, but I grab a damn spirit and be right, right there. Mm-hmm. She will. Yeah. She yeah. will. Yeah, prayers up. Prayers yeah. up, Ebony. Yeah. yeah. Before you leave, I would like for you to speak on the importance of support, uh, friends, family, love. That is the journey as well. Wait a minute, because you was breaking up. Now, you said you wanted to hear about that? I just talk about the importance of having oh. a support, support system, a real solid support system. Yeah, yeah, that's important too because um, um, I lost my mother and my father in 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 twenty in two thousand. So it's eleven of us though. They had eleven kids. It's five girls and and six boys. So I got six brothers and four sisters. So Dave was all there for me when I had the surgery. All of them was there for the surgery and everything. When they released me from the hospital, I stayed because I had my own house at that time. And uh, it was just me and my son there, but he wasn't there. I couldn't go home because they had, so I stayed with my sister. They was there. They would bring me lunch, my brothers and everything. So that support system is very important too, because if you don't have a support system, you can, it's very easy to feel alone and that you're fighting that fight by yourself. And that's, that's not a, I can, I don't know, but I can only imagine that that's not a good feeling. You know what I mean? But Knowing that you got people around you that's supporting you and that's loving you and that's helping you get through this, that's a that's a that's a big deal, a big deal. So, yeah, and that's important too, though. That's another important mm-hmm. part. So, I mean, anybody like Karen, if you're if you're um, Miss Ebony's support system, then be there for her because she's going to need it. You oh, she she know no doubt. She she know it's no question asked. Mm-hmm. 
whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, like I said, I, I wasn't aware she was going to share this with y'all or not. So um, I had not, I had spoken with my son and my daughter-in-law. Um, at, actually, <laughs> um, Friday, I, I, I was a complete mess. I mean, I was just, of course, I was brave for Ebony. You know, yeah. I'm brave for her. And, it's, a, um, it's a hurt piece when yeah. you get cancer word just just seems to just knock you knock the exactly. wind out you. You know what I mean? So it is a hurt yeah, piece and, when the wind back and you just put your gloves on and and and, and go toe to toe. Exactly. And it, exactly, exactly. Um you know. Go ahead. As I told them, they they know in 2012 I went through that with my sister, but a totally different one Mm -hmm. she was my only sister so um it um you know i just had that flashback to that number one but like i say you know ebony know ebony know without a doubt Mm -hmm. that i will walk every step with her and if it comes with the very slight chance and we're not even claiming this that she had to lose one strand of that beautiful hair Mine is going right along with her. As I said, I will walk every step with her. And I will be in Florida, on Florida ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fight, though, because like I said, I told people, the way I use it, like, you know how, and I'm pretty sure everybody watch. I'm, I'm going to just say this, and then, you know, but I'm sure everybody watched all the Rocky movies. And in every Rocky movie, Rocky winds up getting his behind whipped until the last fight, and then he comes out the winning. So that's how I felt, like d- doing all the chemos and all the surgeries, the radiation, all that. That was me getting my behind whipped the first couple of rounds of this fight. But that last round, I got up and not cancel on his ass. <laughs> all right, now that's what I'm talking about, girl. I love your attitude. Yeah. Love it. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the scary thought, even for um, for all of us, whether we vocalize it or not. That's mm-hmm. a thought, and even men, you know, it's, it's very few of them that get it, but men also have that fear. But for us as women, that's a fear that we have. Um, okay. And I, you know, I've I've seen a a, a great friend of mine. She went through it. Another great friend of mine, same like you, they kicked cancer behind. I love that positive attitude. You're right. It takes positivity. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy because that is something to have to go through. And that's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, I'm telling you, to have to go through that. And it's hurting me to see my little sister. She's the baby of the family. It's hurting me to have to see her go through that now. But she's going to get through it because she got the same support system I had. So... That's right. We're going to beat it again. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your bravery, girl. Like I said, God put you where you need to be when you need to be there. Yeah, I love telling my story. I don't hide it. A lot of people feel like they're ashamed, but no. I tell my story every chance I get because I'm here to tell it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm able to tell it. So, yeah. Right. So wow. thank you for sharing your story. Um, yeah. such, such a positive for all of those that are facing this, 
but also for those that um are on the fence about getting checked, go get checked. Yeah, definitely. That we heard throughout this whole thing, staying strong, and more importantly, going to get. Um, one last thing I know that you can um, attest to is being said, we love the sound of that bell ringing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. At the end of your last mm -hmm. treatment, to ring that bell, like no more chemo, no more radiation, like no more none of this. Take this porter cap out of me. They're like, you can leave it in or take it out. Take it out. I don't want y'all thinking about giving me no more chemo or nothing. Take it out. Y'all can have it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, again, thank you for your testimony. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for two shows in a row. You came on Wednesday, showed your sneaker collection, and now you're here to share your story, which is such an impactful story um, and testimony. So um, as we go um, through our daily progressions, we always will pray for you as we always do for each and every one. Um, and also making sure that um, when we do these walks, we do them in your honor as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. mm -hmm. From the panel to Ms. Marilyn. I'm going to get a shirt that next week that says, right. you, you ain't had to tell me to score. Marilyn, I have to say, the, um, I, I, this is as close as I've gotten to meeting you in person. But I can tell you now, girlfriend, I love, love, love your vibe. And I know I can hang with you. Yeah. Love it. And thank you again. Thank you I, for I, sharing I, your story, girl. I, yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Honey. Your vibe. I'm, 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 it don't have to be Look at it. What you I, say? I told you she was going to come on here talking junk. What I is told that? you she would. <laughs> No, put the blanket down. Put oh, the blanket. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped in my ego. What? <laughs> she's Thank earned you. that. She, she's Have, earned it now. We, we gonna give it to team, her. They showed up for tonight, and they playing balls out for us. So we kicking your ass. Shout out to Merlin, also the Philadelphia Eagles, for for um having a tremendous season so far. Thank you again for coming on. We'll see you soon. No, that was powerful. Mm -hmm. That was, was such um, a powerful testimony. Not only was it a powerful testimony, but it's helping somebody else that's going through it at this very moment to understand positivity is key. Um, early detection and getting checkups is, is vital. And also having a great support system around yourself is key. Um, Ebony, um, we all are in your corner. We all are supporting you, and we are all are going to pray for you um, because that's what we do as a family. We rally around each other um, for that support, and we know that the results when they come back is going to be negative um, because you're such a positive person. So um, regardless of whatever the situation may be, we always got you. We got your front, your back, and your side. So continue to remain positive and stay strong. And then we always is here to support you. And, and it's beautiful to have a, a sister, a friend, a loved one such as KD that will drop everything and go right there and, and be right next to you um, with your journey. So that's what it takes, a, a real good, strong support system 
um, incredible knowledge and early detection, all those things um, is a part of the fight. Mm -hmm. So like, it looks like um, Ish is getting her audio together a little bit. So it's, it's, me, it's me and KD for a little minute. Um, KD. Okay. So, yeah. Let's talk about something real quick before we get into our before we get into our next topic, right? Talk uh -huh. about talk about how 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 important last Sunday was for uncensored minds. What did that oh mean? Oh my gosh! What does this mean going forward? How excited are you? All that. Okay, last Sunday was epic. As you all can see, I let my curls loose. We all met for the first time, all four of us. Um, I mean, it it was amazing. I have to say it was amazing. I had brunch with Ish. Um, she and I, are. Um, I, I feel like our sister bond grew because we met in person and we got a chance to vibe in person. Um, T, Lord have mercy. <laughs> T is like a brother to me, so, you know, we just kept, you know, um, I, I, it, it was like epic. I mean, epic. Um, I, I had, me and Nell were the only one. Well, Nell was the only one that met all of us at least once. And so it, it was epic. It was truly epic. It put me more at ease, if that's possible. I mean, on Thursdays, we're all together anyway, literally. But it put me more at ease that we were all in one room. And we just had so much fun. I mean, it was great. I loved it. Absolutely. It was it was it was definitely a vibe. Um from the time you touched down um on Friday, um, all the way up to um you you know, you boarding that plane. It, it it just felt right. It was um the family was together again, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A family gathering is just full of love full of support, full of positivity, full of laughter, full of just all kinds <laughs> of that's what that's, that's what it was. And 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 it portrayed in, in front of everyone. Everyone's seen mm -hmm. that it came up. Um the things that we do on Thursday set it up for that meet and greet for the first time and it just was seamless. Um we, we carried and Tez don't don't forget oh, don't we finally met Tez. Absolutely. He's a family, yeah. a part of a family. <laughs> it, it was just a weekend. I'm going to say it was a weekend. Um, so, so. Somebody might talk about. I could barely hear you, Neil. I mean, you were going in and out. No, maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the power is that you know what I mean? For, um, for me to get my audio together. Right? So that leads us to right into our next topic. Can you hear me, Kitty? I can now. Um it went on each mute herself, I can hear you. Must be something in each. Yeah, I can I can hear you perfectly now. All right. So how would you feel if you had a baby by someone, it didn't work out, y'all went y'all separate ways, and you went to child support court? And How would I feel? Okay. Mm -hmm. Child support 
judgment was $6,700 a month. Do you think that would be enough mm -hmm. for you to raise your child in the environment that you came from? Now, let's go back a little bit, right? Let's paint the scene mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. Let's say you were with a millionaire. Mm -hmm. And there put you up in the best homes. You were riding around in the best cars. You had it all at one point. Y'all chose to go y'all separate ways. Mm -hmm. You took the baby with you. He continued with his millions. But the divorce, I mean, the, the child support attorneys or judge granted you $6,700 a month. Mm -hmm. What would be? Well, now I'm, I'm going to be quite honest. Me being the type of person that I am would want to prove a point that I can make it off of anything. But most women, I would have to say, given that they are a millionaire and they have become accustomed to living that way, yeah, then they would say it's unfair. I mean, when you look at it, you could say wait that it is unfair because... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a goddamn minute. Oh. <laughs> oh. Damn the minute. prophet. Oh. What's up, everybody? How, how's everybody doing? What's up, No? What's up, KD? Dude, what it do? How's everybody doing? Yes, prophet. Okay. What What is wrong with that, T? Tell me what's wrong with that. See, he coming What is wrong with that is that she's from the projects, first and foremost. So but she's he not took her up out the project. But, Wait a minute, Katie. Her up out the Wait project. a minute, Katie. I don't give a fuck where you take me at. I'm still <laughs> from the hood. <laughs> okay. And that's good and fine, but it's not for her. It's for the baby. Wait he a minute, Katie. A life. Wait a minute, Katie. If you chose to break off of, break off from him, this is no longer. Your lifestyle. <laughs> you 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 you're giving up that lifestyle. But it's the baby's lifestyle. Well, check this minute. Wait up a minute. No lost in translation here is the child is now 26. This baby was conceived before the career. Right. Before the millions came. So once the oh, money okay. okay. Now I'm now the okay, support. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to get to, man. So oh. they said, okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I'm trying to get to. Don't act like she was brought up in this lifestyle and don't act like this baby came in, in this lifestyle. Yeah. No. Okay, <laughs> so question, question. How old was he when 50 cents became more than 50 cents? I mean... He was a little kid, probably sense. like seven, six or seven, something like okay. that. Okay, freeze right there. Anybody who pay child support, if they change jobs, then they take them back to court and they reevaluate them according to their income. So technically, Katie, this Katie, if this he is was what a I'm millionaire, saying. then he probably Katie, this is what I'm saying. She never took him to court for child support. Mm -mm. He chose to put himself. Mm -hmm. On child support, so she can just leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> so, oh, so he can okay. always stand and say, "I, I did what I'm supposed to do," and she can leave me the fuck alone. She never took him to court for child support, so therefore, she mm -hmm. never took him back to child support to what you're saying to re up and you know get more money. Yeah, okay. Well, hell, 
Yeah, you're that, right. Then for a project chick, that was more than enough because you know, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That What's was up, more than enough. I got a question. What's up now? Is sixty-seven hundred dollars not enough? If you do the math, that's eighty thousand dollars a year, right? That's mm -hmm. not on top of your mm -hmm. job. That's not on top of the income that yours that you could be earning as well. That's income that's yes. coming in that could be extra. So is eighty thousand dollars not enough? Listen, no. Oh what yeah, I mean, it, it is. What I, I, I mean, want to say, say to that is little niggas wilding. <laughs> not only he wilding, the both of them are wilding. The mother, if you after, after he put that out there, the mother said, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." So you know, I mean, it, what, what we're talking saying. about is what we're talking about I, is fifty percent. Stop, stop crying over spoiled milk because if if she really felt that way, she could have at any time said, "Well, he's making more money now," and took him back to court and got it. Yeah, you got it. You're right. You're, you're right. I, I, I you're right. You're right. I, I was I was thinking that she had taken him to court at least once, but when you describe oh. the type of chick that she is, not stereotyping, but when you describe the type of lady, young lady that she is, then yeah, that was plenty. What's up, Ish? You good? All right. I don't know. Is that better? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much okay. better. I, I apologize for the technical difficulty. <laughs> It was just live popping off today. I guess that was me talking shit about the Eagles winning. <laughs> that was my karma that came back and 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 and, and no, back at me. I apologize. So I do I do want to say that um 6700 is definitely enough. And I don't understand how you feel like you're entitled to his lifestyle, like hmm. Why do well, you feel like, like I said, when when um when you describe it that way, um I do understand. But why take it out? In the, in the all he just want to spend some time with his daddy. Hey, I'm putting in the uh, in the all entitlements tonight. I had a bad day. I didn't get my nap today. I'm putting the end to all entitlements tonight. Yeah, can't have a bad day. That's his child. See, he just wants to spend time with his father. What is wrong with him? That's not. I mean, that that really touched my heart that he's willing to pay. He okay. The child wrote. Well, the young man wrote. He would give six to seven hundred for one day. It he's is. gonna give a whole month of his money it just is. to spend it one day with his daddy. It is. I understand all that. So, so if that's the case, just come out your mouth and say, Dad. I want to spend some time with you. Yeah. Nope. Go on. All okay. Y'all want to keep it real. Wait a minute, Katie. Wait a minute, Wait a minute, Katie, because you don't have all the stories. This it. nigga, okay. this little nigga's been on fifty thousand interviews, disrespecting his father at any given time he wants to. So if that's uh. the case, just come out and say, "I want to spend some time with you." That's all you got to do. You don't have to do all this spinning around farce and shit. Like, so not, he's not, just doing this for attention, in other words. Basically, and he <laughs> and he got the attention that he didn't think was going to come from it because people, the common people, the people who are not from that millionaire elk or right. even the entitlement elk, said, "Boy, get your life." Right. Mm -hmm. You got people out here that can't even get two hundred dollars a month. Exactly. Right? So exactly. when he worked into that and everybody started coming at him, 
he changed his tune and said, all right, well, I I, I really will take that 6,700. Look, that part that Ebony's saying right there, man, that mm-hmm. part right there, you're not entitled. What's up, Ev? You on that side of the mic? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not and entitled. she's cowboy now, and she's cowboy. <laughs> you're, not, you're not entitled, man. What I want to ask y'all is that: is there anything that your child can do where you would cut ties with them? Because in this scenario, Fifty Cent's son was hanging out with a guy who had him shot nine times. Man, I think that would probably do it. <laughs> I think that would probably do it for me. But I mean, I, I guess it's it's just what level of disrespect are you reaching with that? You know, with your child to say, "Hey, listen, this is it." This oh, is I, don't, I don't tolerate. Listen, I don't tolerate any disrespect for my mm-hmm. kids. My kids would tell you there'll be times when I'll cut them off for anything and they won't be able to speak to me because they was being disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you gotta pay you gotta pay the price for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, At what point as parents, right? This is a question for the to the parents or the on a on the coast, right? What point of it are you at a certain point where you reach a level and you say to your children, you are now adults. Right. It is now time for you to figure it out. When they become adults. <laughs> Soon as they become, well, soon, as, soon, as, soon as you're not taking care of them, soon as you're not paying all their bills, soon as they taking care of themselves, then you're an adult now. And that's true, but you know, um, I think mothers and fathers release a little differently. It's a little I bit know, easier. I, I, know for coddle, I know y'all gonna coddle these kids till they like sixty years old. Y'all gonna still be coddling. <laughs> Wiping their butts, y'all still out here wiping their butts and changing their diapers. They damn near fifty no, years old. Not that, no, but it's not just that. um, it's it's harder for a mother. I know that's right, Janine. I, I will, I will. My kids disrespect. They know it's gonna be a price to pay. I mean, yeah. Now, I I have stopped talking to mine. You know, I mean, I I I have to say, we you know we have went um. And extended time of not speaking or whatever, but and as much as y'all y'all say I can block people off and cut people off and all of that, that's the one that would be the hardest for me to do it to. But would that it, would be would the it, hardest one for me to do it. Would it be to. that hard if he's chilling with the, somebody that tried to kill you? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, oh, well, maybe you're trying to kill me too. So pro- it, it, that that would make it easier to do. I'll put it that way. Yeah, all these kids is privileged and wild now. They spoil mm-hmm. these bastards, man. Mm-hmm. They spoil a little bastard. What's your thoughts now? He's so heartless. I'm not. And he heartless. called me cold hearted, y'all. I'm not, y'all I'm not cold hearted. It is. I'm not heartless. I just don't tolerate disrespect. Oh, now I'm I'm with you on that. I can't stand a disrespectful child. But um, and we'll get into that subject. I guess coming up. Yeah, I, I do no. think there's a limit as to what you can do. No. So what would it I take? Should do. What would it take for you now to cut my child off? Right. 
I know like, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't fully answer that because I'm not a unquote parent. Um, but just, you know, as we share on Thursdays, you know, we talk in depth about these topics that we're going to bring forth on Sunday. You know, I shared, you know, my thing with, you know, with my father. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on now, because I want to give you a scenario since you don't have a scenario. Okay. All right. So say you have a son Mm -hmm. and he smashes your chick and says, fuck you, dad. (laughs) I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do. (laughs) Wow. Dang, come up with these scenarios, Kenny. If he smashed my girl, it is what it is. But the moment you become disrespectful and tell me, fuck me and all this is wild. You did because that's that's not that's not how you talk to your parents. You gotta respect our parents at the end of it, right. regardless if they did something for us and not. Um, they brought us into this. They gave us the opportunity to have life, so that's where the respect starts at for me. As I said before, I know what that looks like a little bit because of my dad, my stepdad, and all that. That whole situation. My stepdad actually helped me to become a real man. Right. Right. He put me up one night with nowhere to go, said, you disrespect my house, me and my house, you got to go. And it wasn't even no if, ands, or but. I had to get my shit, and I had to go that night. It was about 12 with no place to go. And you know what that did? That forced me to grow up and be a man right there on the spot. But it also taught me a very valuable lesson. You can't disrespect somebody in their own thing. Plus, you can't disrespect the people that gave you opportunities gave you life gave you everything and think that it's okay to do that as someone to stand up and be a man no there is a saying that we all grew up listening to and it goes something like don't bite what don't bite the hand that feeds you (laughs) don't bite the hand hand that fucking feeds you and and when i was was a grown man i was 22 years old i will never forget it but that moment right there helped me to one gain a greater respect Two, learn a valuable lesson that you don't bite the hand that feeds you and three that your parents are always going to be your parents and respect is due to them regardless of however old you are thanks and that's what mm-hmm. about this this guy here 50 cent son is okay you might not agree with the way things go but you, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't have a mind to even have these thoughts if it wasn't for him giving you life. Right. And we got to be, and we got to be respectful of that. We can't be respectful of people out in the street who ain't never did nothing for us or show or, or, or give love to people that ain't never been there for us over the people that gave us life. That's, right. that's, that's the most, most important so, thing. Yeah. Y'all don't think that she's a big influence on how, on how he treats his daddy. She is the number one on how she how he treated that. So technically, it's not really his fault. It's her. But fault. he's not. But but KD, he, you can say that as he's like 12, 13. He's fucking twenty five now. You can't keep using that as an excuse. You can't mm-hmm. keep on saying, "Well, my mom is putting this in my head. My mom is putting this, and my mom is making me feel this way about you." You're twenty five now. You're a whole grown man. You can't keep using that as an excuse. And the, the craziest shit about it is that 50 Cent and his son are both petty. They act just alike. They talk just alike. You, It's no way you wouldn't know that they are father and son. They probably would get along great if, if they weren't arguing right now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I mean, and you know what? Mm. I could feel his pain because all he ultimately wants to do is have a relationship with his father. But it's a way of going about it. And and there's a way of going by handling it, right? At at some point, you got to be the bigger person, right? Somebody's got to be the bigger person, whether it be the father and or the son. So if you want to forge this relationship as the son, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to just accept until you have that opportunity to talk and get your and get all your stuff out there right and being able to also digest what's being said to you because you have 50 has a side the son has a side but ultimately we should be trying to get back to common ground and i think that's where that's where the translation was lost at all right you want to you want to have a relationship with your father at this point right you want to bury the hatchet of some sort but you don't go on an attack Right, somebody is supposed to then think somebody is supposed to now bow down to you because you attacked me. Now it's a way of going about it. Just extend the olive branch and say, Dad, I want to meet and greet. I'm ready to put our differences aside and be somewhat of a father-son situation. And that's how but do we know that he has not tried that? Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I want to answer this question from uh Diana. So she's saying, if your parent made you feel less than stupid and things, are you supposed to respect? Hell yeah, you're supposed to still respect that. It's been plenty of times your parents called you a stupid ass or whatever. Hell yeah, you're supposed to still respect that. Now, I, I will say, you know, back, back in our days and stuff, the way, yeah, you respect your parents regardless of what. And like, like y'all said, you know, kids are different, you know, today. I mean, some of the stuff they got with way with now I, I'll be swallowing teeth still you right. know just for spying mm-hmm. at my parents so right. yeah regardless of what they do yeah you should respect them because they're going to be right. your parents alright Isha I want to ask you so in this situation the question: who do you think should be the bigger person I feel like 50 should be the bigger person. And here's why I say 50. I mean, I obviously the son is the one with the burden. He carried he carries the weight of his wrongdoing in his father's eyes. Right? So we would think and we would we could say that the son should, you know, tone it down some, approach a little bit differently, and maybe 50 would be receptive to it, right? Um, However, I feel like 50 being the father, 50 being the one who was hurt in this by his son, I feel like he should be the one to hold firm and stand with his son during this time and try to work through it. Because he is the elder in the situation. He is the father. He is the one setting the example for how his son should behave and if he's saying the things to not to do. So he should be correct i feel like he should correct it and talk him through correcting the wrong right but as the elder in this situation being as though you were the one that got shot that's a different ball game that's a whole different ball game. being son even being even being son that's a different ball game once you're the person who got shot and then you're now you're over there with the motherfucker that, that tried to kill me it, it's it's a whole different ball game. It's new levels. 
I can see that. Yeah, what if the son was trying to feel like he wasn't necessarily close to fifty, but he was trying to feel. He was trying to. I don't know, attach himself to those people to spite 50 in some kind right. of way. And right. then but his that, that action is damn near unforgivable. That's so a then would it even be way. worth the son trying? Yeah, it's always worth the son trying, but the son has to apologize for that. He's never apologized for that. I take a different stance actually. I, I actually think that the, the the burden is um the burden is placed on fifty cent. At the end of the day, he is still the parent. And as the parent, as we know, it's our responsibility to educate, um, love, because that's where the first that's where our first lessons of love and education comes from, our parents. Um and, and being here on this earth longer than our children we experience trials and tribulations a little um earlier and often right? right and conflict resolution starts started with us before it started with our children and i would just take it as a sign of of instead of looking at this as a rebellion i would take it as a sign of a cry for help he's crying out for my help and my attention right. I, I, I understand that that cry for help and I understand you being the parent and you're supposed to move first, but you got to understand that if I can't trust you, I might forgive you and now you with the motherfuckers that tried to kill me and now they got a chance to kill me again. <laughs> so you, I get, that, that's a different trust, man. <laughs> I, I get all that, but again... Pet, who wins when who wins when either party is being petty mm -hmm. right at some point right. i'm not going to go back and forth with you i'm going to let you i'm going to let you i'm going to let you crucify me in, in public and private as well but I'm that's gonna, what i'm saying you you look no no you know that 50 loves to play these petty games but, <laughs> he lives for this shit but, <laughs> nobody nobody wins in a situation like but, that but that's what i'm saying he, he ain't losing in his eyes I'm not losing, no, no matter what, no matter what, I'm not losing. You want to come talk to me? I don't need to come talk to you. I'm a, I'm a, my son or not? I'm a firm believer in, in fucking up your blessings. Right. Right. You got a, he got a lot going on, positive right now. Him not, him not, him not assuming the responsibility of his child, that's still his child, could ultimately affect blessings and we don't and, and hopefully it doesn't come to that hopefully this has a beautiful ending where next week we hear at least they had a sit down or we see them we see them in an instagram video now trolling each with each other in the video we hope that's the case because as you can as you can see the young man is crying out for attention and help from his father that's what i'm saying no i'm not mad at none of that all i'm saying is Nigga, you need to apologize first for, for that. <laughs> Before we can have any conversations, you need to apologize for that. I agree. I had to, you know, with my whole situation with my father, I, I apologized for something. I didn't even know what I was apologizing. <laughs> but I apologized to break the ice. Right. I apologized to open up the door just to say, can we now, can we embrace, can we have a relationship? Can we be dad? 
and son. Can we be? And it was never no beef. I'm not even talking about my stepfather who put me out. That we our relationship is great. I'm talking about my father, father, my butt, right? right. I, I I I apologized to him and said I I want to forge a relationship with you regardless of whatever happened in the past, whatever was whatever. I don't. That's not my concern. That's not my business. Is about me and you at this point. And then we have a wonderful, great relationship. So both parties needs to drop the wall and come together. <laughs> no, it's real simple though. So ladies, even even if it's if it's your man, right? If your man disrespects you, are you the first person to apologize? <laughs> are you the first person <laughs> to, to give out the a relationship is a relationship. It's no fucking differences. If you're the one who disrespected, you gotta be the one to apologize first. Thank you, T. That and, and now that I do animated but you have to think <laughs> that you have disrespected. What if in your eyes you have not disrespected? That's the thing. No, you he knows that was disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I think it was intentional. Yeah, now I do agree with that part right there. And um, um, I mean, 50 is the father, but I do agree with that part. And I would, I, I gotta stand with T on this one now. If you betray me like this, yeah, I can love your ass from afar if I have to. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, yeah, I, I can. I can I can love your ass from afar real quick if I have to. I, I would. It, 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 I, I'm just not set up that way to to allow a circumstance to divide me from the creation that I created. My creation. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. though. I, I, I want fifties. I want fifty yeah. to go to him. But I, I can't. I, want, but I need this nigga to apologize first. I get it. No. I get it. But I can't live with that energy because at the end of the day, that's still my child. I don't want to see nothing happen to my child. I, I can't because they hang with the wrong crowd, say, fuck him. He ain't shit and he ain't no. going to be shit. Or I'm going to turn no, my No, no, I, I wouldn't do all of that. No, but, I, I need cut off as far as not be as close if I got to remove myself. I can't but cut him. from the show and my child need me, then yeah, that's a totally different no, story. And no. the door to the possibility of getting close because that's the, what I'm saying, no, I don't. I don't think I don't think fifty shut the door. I just think, nigga, you never fucking apologize. No, no, no. I'm just saying, as far as like, oh, if somebody betrayed me, I'm I'm so ready to walk. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I can't. It's not real life. Right. Yeah, I'm not. You know what? My conscience lets me to believe. Every day that I wake up, I'm a I sinned already, right? I'm imperfect already. God gave me the opportunity to see another day, even if I send the day before. So who am I to not give somebody else that opportunity to make amends? How am I, who gives I me mean, that right to not give the opportunity to hear someone out? I'm not well, walking away from that. Because no, that's a slippery slope because you don't have kids yet. So I'm going to tell you that once you have kids, if you allow them that disrespect, they're going to keep disrespecting. Oh, no, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm in disrespect because I'm going up against the mouth. You know me. I'm a right. <laughs> punch you in your mouth. And if you arrest me Ben Gordon style, then it is just what it is. But at the end of the day, I still cannot turn my back on my seat. I just, right. it's just so not, now, it's not in me. So now, how do you think, like, you, if, if he, say, wasn't after all of these years, 
didn't apologize, but you still made efforts, let's just say, to make amends. But he just didn't see um, his wrongdoing and didn't confront that and apologize or whatever. How how would you would you still be able to like constantly be that force that would want to make amends, amends but he wouldn't? Yes. Because ultimately, I only can control me. You got and, a big part, sir. Right. <laughs> because I think even after some point, some people might be like, listen, I've done all that I could do. Hey, I've tried as hard as I could try. And you know what? That will that may be the case, right? But ultimately, I can only control me, right? And the way my heart is set up is there always will be a place for you to come back. I'm not that I'm not that cold, that bitter, that heartless, or even that determined to let that thing quell me from what is mine. It's still from me. And at the end of the day, that relationship between parent and child is the only relationship that is hopefully everlasting. We created that. I created that. How can no, I, I no. No, you know that kids have killed their parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to beware, you know, beware. Uh, the, that trust is a is a thing. I never said that I am I am I am going to allow my child to kill me or to disrespect me continuously. I said I have control over myself, meaning I know how to. I know how to control that narrative, right? We don't have to be, we don't have to be, we don't have to have equal minds in a sense. We don't have to agree, we, we agree to disagree. And I can understand that. But if something goes down ever, they still can come home. Cause I'm home. Home don't mean living in my second bedroom, but it might be, right? Home don't necessarily mean I'm taking care of you. Home just means you always got a place to have a conversation. I'm never going to be that going that we can't have a sit down because we right. say I'm a right. man. Right now, right now, that's that's my point though. What what if that conversation is still disrespect? <laughs> and at that point, you got to let them know I've given everything I can, and when you and when you figured it out, and we can have a conversation. Whereas not with that, then you always got to you always got to air. I, I I just can't I can't turn my back to the point of it because no, it's imagine if I if if I get a phone call and they say Mr. Gathers your son is dead, I ain't gonna be like oh well he disrespected me so fuck him. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be hurt. Right. Hurt. Done. No, I, I agree with you. No, I'm just saying you just you can't stay here being disrespectful. That's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you ain't gonna live in this one to be disrespectful. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's a different story. You ain't gonna live in this one to be Uh-uh. But we're going, but I'm gonna still fuck with you. You know what I mean? I could I could visit you on the on the corner. Facts. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to the next to the next uh shenanigans. And kids going wild. <laughs> Yo, why is it? It's, it's the it's kids week this week. Yeah, you know I mean, we had a we had a bunch <laughs> of kids or 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 young people that's filling the entitlement, 
row. And the next person that we're going to discuss is Fab and his stepdaughter. Um, if you don't know Fabulous, Fab is Fab is a, a rapper out of the um, Brooklyn, New York area, um, who is dating or was dating Emily. We, that's what I was about to say. Can we get some of the facts out of the way? First? Let's get the facts out of the it's way. Not, it's not. It's not his official stepdaughter because him and Emily were never married. Yeah. So Emily was never. I mean, Fab and Emily was never but married. He did take kids. care. Of, he did take care of this girl as she was growing up. So that's so. What's going on is Fab has a what do they have a new daughter or something? Where's this? Yeah, new he has he has a one <laughs> just turned one one year old. Okay. How old? He said three years old. How old? No, I said one. Oh, one, one years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So Fab has a new daughter. Who's this by? A new girl? No. No. Emily. This is their yeah, it's journey. Her name is Journey. All right. So Fab has a new a new daughter with Emily. Who they're no longer together. Him and Emily are no longer together. And Fab just posted a picture, you know, with the daughter saying that I named you Journey because I want this for your life and this and this and that. And the stepdaughter was upset saying that Fab was doing something that a lot of deadbeat dads do, which is get the kids on their birthday or if you even sometimes they don't even get the kids they just pull find a picture of them <laughs> find a picture with them and the kids and post the picture and then they say you know i love my daughter happy birthday and they're never even you know present in the kid's life so it's like faking the phone you know for a nasty dunk is what they used to say so what are y'all thoughts ladies yeah i feel like this is still so Fresh. Like this separation, this whole Emily B and Fab separation. I feel like a lot of people didn't even really know about the separation because I know I was one of those people. But um, I feel like um, he seemed to be a, a very involved father all the way through, even caring for her in these 20 years. Um, and she's not even his biological child. So I feel like just because at this stage in the game that things might be just a little um, not so necessarily so good right now that so, it would take away from him being a good father and wishing her so, a happy birthday. So, Ish, do you think this is a case of the stepdaughter being emotional because you're not with my mom anymore? Kind of, sort of, and maybe going through her own emotional shit as well. Like, I just feel like he's never showed deadbeat in all of these years. He showed a lot of other things that men can be, you know, uh, uh, you know, stepping out on his uh, relationship, whatever the case may be. But never not once did we really hear of him ever being like a deadbeat dad and not taking care of his children. And she's saying that he hasn't taken care of her in, in I guess, in the year. Well, I'm sure financially he's provided, right. um, and, you know, and just some other things. So some of the statements that were made would just seem to be low blows more than anything else more emotionally geared and no we don't know it's all alleged and we don't know necessarily um all of the facts behind the story but um you know just us knowing him and growing up with them in a sense and living through their life through reality tv shows or whatever the case may be we can kind of see that those remarks were kind of emotionally driven so did emily respond at all or she said nothing she's still in the wind no she's still in the wind she's still quiet so what are your thoughts, Katie? I Hello. think it's unfair. Um, and I, I do think that um, it was done out of jealousy. Uh, maybe, you know, he's not 
spoiling her as he used to, you know, because now she's 20 plus. He has a different life. We don't know if there's children that were already there that maybe she feel threatened by. So I do think that she was just trying to make him look bad. I think he had every right to wish his daughter a happy birthday. And that post itself says a lot. I made you journey. So he put a lot of love into that. That kind of love don't just go overnight. So that shows right there the type of love he had for his daughter. All right. So so how do y'all ladies feel? And uh, y'all ladies in the comments can chime in as well. How do y'all feel about the dads who do fake it and do the picture posts and they're not even, you know, in the kids' lives? How do y'all feel about that? Hmm. Hmm. That's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really corny though. Um, but you know what? Yeah. A lot of people put on a facade for social media. And so, you know, those type of people you gotta you gotta just take it for what it's worth because they're trying to, you know, be something in the eyes of others that they can't necessarily be in reality. And therefore, they're going to take any opportunity to do just that. So, you know, you got to see through those people. You know what I mean? And and if you can call them out, call them out. But most of the time, it's it's out in the universe. So people are not necessarily going to know what's real and what's fake unless you know them. So what are, what are your thoughts, Katie? If you had a son or a daughter and you're taking care of this kid every day and then you up and see the baby daddy post a picture like he's been there every day with you, you know, taking care of this kid. How how would you feel? And and he's not been there at all. Right. And he's not been there at all. I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. And um given the age that she is at that age, I probably would have had a reaction responded just like that, you know. Um and trust me, I do not believe Fabulous is a dead be dead i really do not but if that were the case i would would probably be pissed as well i would and is it the same as being a deadbeat dad as if fab could have been on tour all year is that the same if if he's if he's if he's just sending money home and he's not there is that the same no because he he's out making a living taking care of that child no it's not absolutely not all right, now, so we've grown up on Fabulous. <laughs> you know, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, just an, even even a little bit more background is um, stepdaughter, her name is Tiana, actually is was dating um, the rapper G Herbo. She has two children by G Herbo, and recent reports came out that they have broken up as well. So maybe she's a little hurt. Maybe she's male, male hurt and wants to male bash. And the first person that she could think of is, oh, my mom's ain't with him no more. I'm not with my guy no more. The first thing I can do is say this, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I'm a little hurt because my relationship ain't at its best or ain't work out right now, whatever. A number of different things can go into that. I think family business should always be kept off of social media. When it comes to and when it comes to fighting and feuds, because you never know who's looking at that to cause distinction and you know just divide homes. Because let's say Emily and Fab tried to work it out, right. 
now you got the whole world in your business. And it ain't might not even be who. You know, I applaud Emily for not taking the bait. Right. And, and being a quote unquote grown woman and letting that just be what that was. Right. You know, children or, or, you know, our support systems, I should say. You know, they, they ride for it. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. I wanna stay right I wanna stay right there now. So if you're fab, would you want Emily to say something? Would you want Emily to stand up for you? See, that's the thing, it's a slippery slope. Because again, now what that's doing is, is putting more things out there in the world. Now Emily's stepping to her own daughter. Now that creates a divide because now when Emily posts something or her daughter posts something, people going to be in her daughter comments like, damn, your mom ain't even stand up for you or your mom. It, it's weird. So the best thing to do is let that is it, it, just stay, stay, stay styling on that and let them let them people be them. Right. You're going to have people that's going to go out there and, and, and create mass hysteria and say what they want to say. Right. Good, bad or indifferent. And you let them have a platform because at the end of the day, it is what it is. Right. The moment you take the bait is the moment that you become that you look like the fool. Right. So at the end of the day, I, I appreciated him staying silent. I appreciated Emily staying silent. And they handled that how they wanted to handle it. As we can see, we all knew Fab has been a great father because he always has his sons. He's raised his sons. His sons go everywhere with them. He whatever, whatever. So it just lets me know he's not just a birthday dad. Right. And how come when everything is going right and, and, and everything seems to be going well, we hear nothing? Right. All right. I, I'm glad you said that because there was something else in that post that she was saying. She was saying that, yeah, you keep your sons around because yeah. you can manipulate them. So what do you feel about that whole little process? I think it's just female. I mean, and this is not no slight at females. Please don't take this. I just think it's it's an emotional state. Right. Because we can be emotional. We not You never know what the situation, the conversation was prior to this. She could have had an argument with her, her baby father. And now she sees something and now she feels the need to jump out there because we never heard them speak before on these lines. Right. And then the next day she goes on a, on, on on live trying to spark it up again. Emily quiet, kind of quieted down, spoke about other things. So that lets me know that she was just in her feelings. You know, right? And we haven't heard anything else about that. So. You know, as sometimes we can be over emotional, we can allow our emotions to spill over in, in, into real life and and create unnecessary dramas that could just be discussed. And even if he even if he is that, you know, what I mean, why why does the world have to know that? Why do we have to tell our business to everybody? So now the world is in our homes, you know, in our problems the same way that you know we could be handling our problems together. So. It, so, just, it was just more of an emotional rant at the time. That's what I want to say. So, no, can we uh, chop this one off as ladies being emotional? Now, immature, immature. Like I said, you know, <laughs> she did play some emotions in it. <laughs> we want to talk this off to entitled kids being entitled kids. They're the ladies because the lady in the situation, Emily, the mom, remains silent. She realized I am going up against my daughter, my children's father, my home with the public. Somebody's gotta remain mature. 
and realize, let's quiet down. Enough's enough. We got emotional. All right, now it's time to rein it back in and, and become a family. We can handle this behind closed doors. You can say whatever you want to say at home and whatever. But when it started to get into the public, that's when we that's when that's yeah. when a real woman steps up and she handles her business. Shout out to Emily for doing that. Kudos to you, Emily. Amen. You scored y'all still down 30, but Emily scored the basket for y'all. <laughs> Emily scored the basket for y'all. <laughs> yeah, she did because you notice like in through none of their differences, she never runs to social media with no subs. No subliminals, nothing. She always handles herself very ladylike as far as that goes. And she never takes the social media to air out anything, even when she could, even when she totally could. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But you know what, though? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a telltale sign of what maturity looks like, right? Mm -hmm. we, we all have states. But what what do running the social media going to do for at the at the bottom line? Who is it going to benefit? Benefits the, it, it, it benefits the naysayers. It benefits the, the peanut gallery. It never benefits the ones who need to be benefited from. So you know what? We run in social media for what? To get a couple likes and a couple, hey, you know, girl, you ride. Or, Fuck that nigga. He ain't shit. But at the end of the day, you still got your, your, your feelings are still caught up in those situations. You still got to deal with that mm -hmm. situation every day. So why, why do it? Why put yourself in the position to, to even have to go through that when you can just handle it the mature way. Shout outs again, shout outs to Ebony. I mean, not Ebony, what's her name? Yeah, Emily. Emily. <laughs> I'm Emily. Emily. I, got my mind. I got Ebony in my mind, but shout out to Emily. Emily. Definitely uh, holding up her, um, her, making sure her home, you know what I mean, was drama free from the public. Mm -hmm. All right, before we go. And you know what? They still gonna be together. Like, just, like they, I I they still gonna be together. Before we go on mm -hmm. to the next uh, thing. It's allegedly that they're not, to, you know, we don't know. Who alleged. Knows? We got to yeah. use that word. Who knows? But it's alleged, you know, that they're not together at this point. But, yeah. As somebody else said, look, as somebody else said earlier, yeah, this has been an on-again, off-again relationship for years now. So who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Right. Like I said, she, she was just probably mad that he hadn't bought her something that she specifically wanted or something, you not know? Mad, not mad over the buying again. Shit. I don't think she mad. <laughs> I mean, you like, like I said, you know, she's just like a daughter to him, you right. know. Um, and like you said, it, it was an emotional thing that an immature person would do, but especially a young lady who's, you know, mad because I didn't get what I want, and then I didn't realize that she was having problems of her own. So you're right; she was bitter about her shit. So That's she all. just want to make somebody else look bad. She got her own baby daddy. Yeah. Go ask your baby daddy. You ain't got to ask family more. Go ask your own baby right. daddy. <laughs> I agree. Daddy. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Janina said she knows them personally and they're still together. Yeah, they still together. They ain't going nowhere. They got 20 years in. That's a long time. It just won't mm -hmm. Yeah, through. very long time. Um, each, do you have the details on, 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 uh, this shit that Katie's about to throw this nigga under Who has the details ben, on it? Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon, right? Yeah. So according to the witnesses or witnesses in um, an airport, and I excuse me, I don't know which airport he was in, 
but um, a New York, I believe. New York LaGuardia, was it? Hmm? I think it was LaGuardia. Okay. Um, they witnessed Ben Gordon punching his 10-year-old son with a closed fist. Um, which then caused his son to be transported to the hospital um, and receive medical treatment. And he was then, uh, obviously, he was resisting arrest um, as they were attempting to charge him with the assault of his son, who apparently he has a stay away order from and he's not supposed to be taking the son, I believe, out of, um, out of the city. Um, and so therefore he was arrested on those things and charged with, I believe Katie said nine counts, right? Simple assault, recklessly endangering mm -hmm. another person, mm -hmm. um, simple assault, aggravated assault. Um, yeah. And then he was also picked up on a 2020 arrest warrant for robbery, I believe, um, a few hours after this incident. Um, and so the question is, is public chastising of your children a good thing, bad thing? How far will you go? Okay, okay. Um, before we get into this, um, Nell, can you address the people in the chat and tell them what we do not like and allow about the score and the game while we're talking? Can you tell them to please not post the score in the chat? <laughs> we do not like or allow that over here. I'm <laughs> Please don't do that, people. <laughs> but, but what's the question again, Aish? Well, no, I mean, I guess it, it could be, you know, a, a discussed whether or not, you know, public uh, chastising and public uh, uh, hitting, publicly hitting your children, is it doable? Like, do you wait to get home to chastise them and reprimand them? Do you just sock them straight out in the in the airport? And I, I mean, mean I mean, I will say sometimes, you know, just like anything else, you you get uh, men get caught up in emotions as well, and it's a reaction. So it mm -hmm. you know it could be a quick reaction. I think a uh, a man or a woman with their child has those quick reactions that where you you know just reach out and pop the little motherfucker <laughs> because they got out of line, and you don't you don't you don't think about it. In that sense, all the time, like, well, I'm in public. I'm gonna wait till we get home to address this. It's like, no, nah, I just popped a little motherfucker right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a spur of the moment thing. Sometimes it's a spur of the moment. So, the question is not, is that okay? Because I don't think it's a problem with that. The question is the level of the force, I think. The question is the level of the force that you hit the child with, I think. I don't think that's a problem. Can that be controlled, though? Can that yeah. be controlled? Like, if, 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 if a child is being disrespectful, like, it should be. just smack off and, 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 and fly off and smack on, like, it, are you going to be able to control how hard you do that? Yeah, because if it's my child, I, I'm not going to have a closed fist. Like, mm -hmm. like, I could pop you without having a closed fist if it's my child. Like, so you can, I think you can or you should be able to control that level of force even in the spur of the moment, if that's your child. Yeah. See, I, I feel like, and that's probably me and how angry I get, I feel like that I might not have a certain control. 
And so therefore I would never want to do it out in public because at least at home I can be like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. You just took it on tab. So do you, can you still carry that same anger though? Like if it, it takes us like two hours to get home. I don't even want to hit you down. Like. <laughs> yeah, because I'll probably rehash it and relive it and, and bring the anger back so that that way they can get the effect of what the hell I was <laughs> trying to say when I couldn't really get it out all the way, you know? I don't know. So, Katie, do you think you can control the the level of force in the spur of the moment if it's your child? I will have to say no. You just a whipping. No. <laughs> I, I I will have to say no because there have been times, and and it's easy to sit back when you see someone else do it to their own child to be critical. But when right. put in that situation, I have to say, I have been put in that situation a couple of times. So I just want to um, put this on record that y'all fuck these kids up. You and each <laughs> fuck these kids up. I but in the privacy of our home. In the privacy of our home. I, well, now I have got his butt out in public, but I didn't punch him in the face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's too, too much. far. And 10. Only 10. That's too far. Too much. Why are you saying only 10? Like it's they five? had to take the child to the hospital. Come on. That's a bully. Katie, but you're saying only 10 like it's a five-year-old. It's a 10-year-old. 10-year-olds be big as shit these days. Okay, <laughs> but get him some other kind of way. Not punch him in the face. That's, That's what I'm saying. In the spur of the moment, you don't know. You just react. Well, okay, like you said, yeah. You can you can react and slap. So therefore, you got time to think about to keep your fist unballed. He was that's being an I mean. asshole, a jerk. That, that's that's what I'm saying, Katie. In those moments, that's how I told you. Like I don't like to argue. So once I reach a point, I'm gonna just reach out and pop you. <laughs> so like, yeah, like, but you you wouldn't do it with your fist, right? This dude us. was just being a jerk. But look at us. Her son was not. He ran up on her. That's what I'm saying. She pulled the she pulled the scream. Oh, you nine years old. Let me come on. We gotta we we hear we hear ten and nine and all this, and we think I don't like y'all throwing that abuse word out because we don't know the severity of this. We don't know if this is an everyday thing. This could have been a one time. The child was taken to the hospital. It ain't that. That doesn't mean he's an abuser. You know what abuser means more than one time. Like if it's a one time thing, you're gonna call somebody an abuser. Okay, do you really think that that was his first time doing that? If he did it out in That's what I'm saying, Katie. I don't know. Who fucking knows? You don't know what's going on in his life. Well, let like, me just say that those were abusive Hold on, Katie. Let me explain this to you. What I'm saying is, and I'm not justifying this or saying that this is right. What I'm saying is you don't know what's going on in Ben Gordon's life that his anger might have just boiled over in this one instance. So that doesn't make him an abuser. That just means he, well, he he's well anger. on his way. <laughs> he's well on his way. Look at the world nowadays, right? That's the that's 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 the paint the picture I want to paint. Look look what's going on in our world. Tragedies all over the place. We got mass shooters, we got killings everywhere. They're being done by somebody's child. Right. 
Right. Right? Just think of that. Regardless of however old they are, they're being done by somebody's child. Then you, on the other hand, on the flip side, you have people who are stand-up citizens. Right? Who wouldn't dare do anything like that. Maybe they have been, maybe they were chastised when they were children and were taught right from wrong. Far too often when something happens, somebody gets shot and somebody is the, the shooter. We say, where's the parents? Right. Should they, they should have been, did a better job of teaching them right from wrong. They should have, they should have chastised them or beat them or did whatever, disciplined them when they had the opportunity. Now this child is running wild. Right. Right. Do I by no means do I do I condone abusing children? I don't. But does is it abuse? That's what was I'm child that's or was he true. reprimanding his child? We only hear one story and right. that's what the media puts out. Right. So. It's a it's a thin line, as they say, from. Discipline and straight up just going over the top but going over the top makes individuals like the four of us that you see our parents put belt to ass All right. which is to skin and i want to say that i never called my mom an abuser <laughs> and when my dad used to fuck me up my dad used to fuck me up with punches and I never said he was an abuser <laughs> so i just want to put that out there i was bad so i just and there you <laughs> and 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 he now y'all y'all are right. I've seen my brother have to get some wing dingers of whoopings, a razor strap that was you know like so thick and long. But again, I'm sorry. In my eyes, that child is a baby, and he used his fist. This forty in year his old face. Mother. So what happens if you <laughs> you will keep running with that, Katie? It's my baby. What he he didn't have to use his fist in right, the so baby's face. That's what, what happens? What happens to you if you sucking your teeth and your mom smacks the shit out you? Is she abusing? Right. right. Or was you disrespectful when she and she chose that? I level mean, of, a slap. You know that. How do we know, like it, how do we know he didn't backhand him and his fist might have balled up or whatever? We don't know. We're speculating. Right. We're going by somebody. We're going by a reporter writing this and telling us this. Okay. What if, you got some big the ass child kids had to be taken to the hospital. So and there had many, to be some Kate, 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 let's Kate, let's over get into dropping a book. Kate, let's get into the real world for a minute. Yes. This this fantasy world that we that, that we want to play in, it yes. makes it good, but it ain't always good, right? So he was taken to the hospital to exaggerate the charges. Right. How many times have our parents punched us in our fucking mouth and we cried until they told us, I'm going to give you something to cry for. You already did. Yes. <laughs> but we know what that did? That shaped us to be human beings that know how to handle ourselves in situations, knowing how to stay in line, knowing right from wrong. All right, now. So, I'm, I took him to the hospital a million times from whatever. Yes. So how many? So what if that kid grows up and and with that discipline that he didn't receive right there, make him go and put somebody else's kid in the hospital or even you from doing something to you because he didn't know the right from wrong. Right. That right there could have been a telltale sign of him saying, "I will never play with my parents ever again" because I know that ain't what it's supposed to be. Right. 
Right. Sometimes discipline is necessary. Well, Some exaggerate situations because it sounds and good. I do or, agree, but but the media has taken it and made it look totally the wrong way then. Because the way the media has it painted. Katie, and you believe everything the media says? All I do is read the news. Huh? Yeah, that that was witnesses that say that they saw. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like sometimes how people perceive things. Like you know, if I say something about how I would fuck my son up or whatever the case may be, or how you know, I mean, I punched him in his chest too hard or whatever the case may be. If uh, if somebody else was to see that, like it it could be considered discipline and keeping right. him in line and teaching him right from wrong. But if you see if someone else sees it. They like, yo, you that's not normal. That's out of control. Like you need to be able to control yourself. And in 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 all actuality, you was just, you know, being a disciplinarian. Can we address these questions? Because I don't like this abuse shit because we don't fucking know all the fucking facts. It says, How many times do you have to hit somebody before you can say, I'm not gonna say it's an abuse after one shot? Like, I'm not gonna call somebody an abuser after one shot. Y'all wild. <laughs> like I said, they well on their way though. That don't. What if he? What if he? It, it begins KD, somewhere. KD, after all of this, what if he's well on his way to getting counseling? How about that? Well, Is that's he still great. And I would make sure that the media gets a hold of that if I was him. Yeah, right. Right now, Nobody, he's not looking too that, well. Nobody's going to report that story and say that he went and got counseling. Nobody's going to report that story. Well, then that's when, if, if he is taking those measures, then that's when I would advise his public to do so. Because like I said, right now, he's not looking too good in the public's eye. Who cares? With the yes. <laughs> if my child going to grow up to be a, a, a standard citizen, I don't care what the public thinks. Yes. Do this for the public? I'm not on the public stage. I don't care. The public not taking care of my child. The law, the law is not taking. It's all good and well, but like I say, I to punch a ten-year-old in the face just does not look well. And they know it. Sorry, Katie. Do you know what the word for not in public is? anyway? He should have did it behind closed doors if he don't slap. Katie, do you know what? Uh, do you know what forgiveness means? <laughs> Katie, do you know what forgiveness means? Yes, I do. Katie. Yes, I do. So I would say I'm, I'm not going to put this smut on this man's name and call him an abuser because I don't know if this is the first time or if this is the 10th time. I don't know that to call him an abuser. So I'm not going to put that on his name. And that is fair. Then I would say time. so too. But you can be on your way. if not, And it could put this child, you know, looking at it that way, a different way. Katie, yeah, you're right. Katie, what I'm saying, you, what I'm to you is this imagine this is the story right mm -hmm. he could have been you know going through something with his baby mom or whatever his baby mom could have had a a boyfriend or a husband who was trying to to hurt one of them and he's trying to get his son out of the way and his son is like bullshitting around and doing shit and he's trying to like hurry up and go but he's like playing around it's like motherfucker come on trying to get the fuck out of here and it's like a quick reaction it's like i'm not really i didn't mean to really hurt you but there's so much going on that my anger is like and you know everything is all over the place so 
You don't know the whole story. And and if that's the narrative, then you are right. You are absolutely right. And like I say, I as Nell said, who cares what the public think? But when you're a public figure, you want to try to keep your he's no longer clean. a public he's no longer a public figure though. Okay, boy, this here became mighty public. Right, but I who mean, gets he was, he's he's not like, like the ordinary, he's not other regular people, which is why it is in the news. It is, when I'm, it's in the news because he used to play in the NBA. But if I'm no longer in the NBA, you can't kick me out of the NBA. So I don't give a fuck what the public thinks. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a learning experience for both. This is going to be a learning experience, and this is going to be an eye Well, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those eye-opening experiences and a learning experience for both parties, the child and also the father. Um, You know, Hopefully this helps them to uh, step back and if, if whatever the situation issues are, it gets in front of them. Sit down with his child and ultimately because that's the one who, th those are the two parties involved that need each other the most, the child and the father. And sit down let them know, no, this is not to hurt you. It's just to, you know, make you better. You know, I don't know. But it's one of those situations that it, it, it who knows it just has it makes you throw your hands up like this because like you understand you we understand coming from our era the importance of what discipline looked like we knew that discipline was going to be discipline and it wasn't just going to be no stop it out. Go time out now. Stand in the corner for 15 seconds and count to nine or 10 backwards. We know that's it wasn't the case back then, right? As as Diana Hubbard said, she wants to be called by last names because we got two Dianas. As she <laughs> said, all has parenting out of the hands of parents. Shit. For some. And hold on, hold on now, because I need to address what's going on in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody's saying that you shouldn't be able to control your anger. What I'm saying is that one punch does not make you an abuser. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. I never, okay? I, never, but I never said you shouldn't be able to control your anger. All I said was one time does not make you an abuser. If somebody hits you one time and then they get help and they never hit you again, are they still an abuser? That's my question. It's going so left. This is going. They just look at it like somebody hit me. Oh my God, it's fucking, he's a fucking abuser. Like, what the fuck? Now, that's, that, those are abusers. You know, you can't right. just striking women and men like if you hit somebody you you are a hitter like you know what I mean? no no, no. And see, you, I, I, I can I see know. what T is saying I, I totally see T I get what you're saying trust me I do a parent will just go off and be like you love you know I, I get that but that's my point and what I'm saying is what it looked like in our eyes in our eyes he do look like an abuser Right, but you're only seeing him one time. What if every other time he's loving and caring to his fucking son every fucking day? 
Is he still an abuser now? He's not, but the public is not seeing that right now. We see him as an abuser right now. It's just so what no, he's seen as. No, I'm going to ask you. If you're sitting down and, and your girl, your mom, whoever, holds off and punches you in your face one time, are you like, that's abuse? I'm going to be like, damn, what I do? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what I do? That abuse. But you know what? At this point in life, just keep your damn hands to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not hit. I'm not hitting a woman. I'm not trying to hit a woman. I'm keeping my hands to myself. Right. Other ways of handling situations. Hopefully, we can have a conversation. If he, that's abuse, then we always fucking abuse as kids. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. oh I was abused. I was my ass whooped. Yeah. Now, I would say, I, I didn't get as many as my brother. I can count, though. I deserve more. I will say that. I was just sneaky with my shit. But yeah, when I got caught, yeah, it was on. The world is controlling. Janine said the world is controlling the narratives of how we raise our children. That when they mess up, it's our fault. I do That's agree, Janine. Big statement. Mm-hmm. Tough question. Our answers are a rogue. If a person steals something from a store once, is he a thief? I don't think so. I think he just stole so. If it's not repetitive, I wouldn't say so. See, that's contradicting then, Katie. What you just said, he was he's an abuser. But this person is not a thief, but he's an abuser. You gotta pick a side. I said uh, no, no, I said he made himself look like an abuser. No, but you called him a before that. I ain't talking about right mm-hmm. here, right now. <laughs> I'm talking well, about you. you know what? It may be a reflex from somebody who don't got their ass hit by their parents, whatever. It feels like abuse. We got two, but... we got two comments in the, in the audience, and they kind of simultaneously go at each other. Sean says, you keep saying one time, how many times do you get? And then the kid is saying, yeah. What? More than five points. That's, that's how many times. No, one time can be considered abuse, T. Then no, the no, I'm not saying that that can't be considered abuse. I'm saying you can't call him an abuser. If you abuse, then you are have become an abuser. I can't. <laughs> but the, per- <laughs> the person that stole something, he's not a thief, though. You're right. <laughs> you crack one time, are you a crackhead? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Or did you uh, just from my understanding, you can't just use it one time. If you use it once, you continue to use. Take a side. I know. But I, I would say, I guess, yeah. If, if you do it one time, then yeah, it, whether you do it again or not, you still you crack are or use her. You're a crackhead. Yeah. Say you're a crackhead. Whether say you do it or not, I guess so. No, I want to hear you say you're a crackhead. <laughs> I couldn't. Rightly say something like that now, T. Crackheads that I've seen compared to the crackheads that I seen when I was growing up. No, I could not call someone a crackhead if I just oh, saw them right hit then. it one time. No, I could not. All right then. What are we talking about? All right then. Why is everybody so fucking sensitive, man? Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm, I'm not going to say my parents abused me. I'm sorry. I was bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was always they just shit to get my ass with. Right. Oh, yeah. We, 
And you. and I'm not saying that these kids today don't deserve some good one. I mean, some of them, I be hearing stuff they did. And hell, I want to get my belt and go and get on to them. Right. And like you say, though, kids are made differently today. Because you go to hit one a day, they're going to hit your ass back. Right. You got to they They going to hit you back. Mm-hmm. They ain't made the way we were made. Everybody's abusers now. <laughs> Everybody. yeah. They ain't made the way we were made. They're all over there crying, y'all. <laughs> oh, that must mean we. Oh. Oh. It. I don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We got to move on to the next though, man. Um, we're going to move on to the next topic. This this is coming from uh, one of our audience members. Um, I believe this is from Diana uh, Diana Hubbard, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so this is from Diana Hubbard, and the topic is uh, basically, you know, uh, summarize it, I guess. So this is the topic. Are your affairs in order in case something happens to you? And would you choose to be buried or cremated? Some people. Let us know. Definitely in order. What are y'all thoughts? That's what I'm talking about. Janine said she got her ass beat and she wasn't a bad man. She said she was bad, bad. At least she admits to being bad. Sure. Sure. Mm hmm. What's your thoughts now? Each you you're the um, resident um, legality person, you want to begin this? Um, yeah, definitely. I have all of my affairs in order. Um, a living will, a will, and a power of attorney. Um, and I think it's very important for everyone to have all of those in place. But um, I would want to be cremated not buried spread me around somewhere beautiful by water those uncensored mind features are available <laughs> the plug let's <laughs> gang what up let's gang what up <laughs> what's up now you want to dive in yeah um are, are, are your affairs in order? Yes, my affairs are in order. Um, my, my background is in banking and also business finance. Um, as a former banker, um, I was taught the importance of having your affairs in order, not only first handing, first single-handedly seeing customers come in, you know, to, to, to my bank and just being all over the place um, and seeing families fight, seeing this and that, you know, I, I wanted to spare you know, my family from that. Um, also, I wanted to have things in place where if something happened to me with, you know, I, I have a disease right now, you know, I live with one MS. So if, if it ever came a time where, you know, I lost the ability to be now, um, that I have a living will um, and also a will. And then also I had um, things in place to where all my affairs were taken care of and, you know, all right. Um, you, you, those things are such an important thing. It, it is nothing like um, passing on and leaving your families the burdens of trying to figure it out. Um, it, it almost seems like 
when th situations happen like that, you know, all the cattiness and things start to come out of the woodworks, people start to get, again, entitled, you know, think they're, they're entitled, they're do something, they want to control things. Um, you just don't want, you just don't want that. And having one, a living will um, helps with, if even if you're still, you know, living, but you may be incapacitated, that if you are asking for certain cares, they are being carried out the right way. Um, your affairs are in order where you have uh, a power of attorney over your, over your estate while you're still alive that will be able to handle the certain things that you need to be handled if in, in, in the event of incapacitation. And then also if you were to pass on, you know, the power of attorney goes away at that point and then becomes your executrix. Um, so there are a number of different things that go into that that you always have to set up and have in place. And then also, you know, at the reading of your will, if you do have one of those, you know, it, things get divvied up properties and, you know, f finances and things like that. So um, I just wanted to make it as, as easy and as possible um, for those that are beneficiaries of my estate. Um, would I like to be cremated or buried? That's a tough question, but it, cause it makes you think but I am so aware of what the future looks like. And the future is death. So you have to get in front of that and, and be aware and not live in this facade of, oh, you know, I, I don't want to think about that. You got to think about those things um, because it helps you to get these type of things in order res responsibly. So whoever it is that comes be after you, whether it be your offspring whether it be your, your 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 parents if they're still alive and or your siblings, that they it's a seamless transition. Um, I want to be buried. Um, I, I'm kind of I, I want to have ceremony because hopefully hopefully the life that I leave behind has left an indelible mark. Right? I just don't you know I just don't want to be a face. <sighs> quote unquote pretty face. I don't want to just be something. I want to be something of substance. And I want my I want my my life to mean something. I'm not saying cremation doesn't allow you to have that. I just I, I want to be buried in the casket, I guess. Well that might change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to say that um I definitely have specific uh, instructions that my people have, and I definitely want to be uh, cremated. I have instructions for my ashes to be placed at specific places, but I think I don't want to have like a open public uh, funeral. I would have like a private ceremony for, I think I'm going to put a list together of the, only the certain people that's allowed to be there. <laughs> so my shit is like real specific. I think I'm at, I just want to have a private ceremony with certain people and my ashes and stuff will be, you know, spread it out at mm -hmm. these specific places. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's my shit. What about you, Kaylee? Well, I, uh, my, my affairs are in order. I'm going to be buried. Um, the person who is in charge of it know to put me where my mom and my dad is. Um, I have said that I do not want and a private, um, an open funeral. I want it very private, family only. I said, in fact, you ain't even got to have that. Just take me and bury me. 
you know, um, I I just don't want anything long and drawn out. Um, as far as the will, hey, right now it's not much to get, but hey, I talking to each, I realize that I do seriously have to get a will together because I do have items out there. They may not be doing well now, such as my books. I'm in movies and stuff. I need to make sure that family members will get royalty of that whenever I'm gone. I just don't want my family spending ten to fifteen thousand on a funeral. Like, I, I, that's not necessary for me. Right, right. I'm. A, I'm I want to share with. I want to share with y'all my plans. It may sound. It it, it, it might sound hilarious and may some people may chuckle at this but it's actually you know we hopefully we go out in grand style based upon the person and we always hear this person would have wanted us to do this this person would want us to do that um in my will i actually have crafted up with how i how i wanted to go out i actually want a store to be purchased a sneaker store i want to be buried in a sneaker store my own because that's my joy my passion i love my one of my loves is that and why not give the world something that i enjoy and give it back so one my family benefits from that their income and every time i walk in i got a question it's a fun place they remember are are you buried in the basement or are you like Are you in the mausoleum in the store? Are you in the mausoleum in the store? I need to know where your body is if I walk in this sneaker store. I need to know where you at. So you know how you walk into the sneaker store and you got the chairs that sit there and you sit on them? Why be under that? <laughs> I want to be buried in the middle of the store. Like, my mother would be like, yo, this now. Thanks now for the deal or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know. I just wanted to be that. one sneaker store. I want me going in. All right. <laughs> Come holler at me. Come holler at me. No, um, you know, hopefully I always I, and I do this all the time. Not because I'm like, I'm gonna be like, it's stinking this joint, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I ain't gonna just be in there laying like Dahmer. Like Dahmer <laughs> killed me or something like he cool. <laughs> Damn, bro, you ain't gonna come check me, even if I stink. <laughs> I'm like, you stink. No. I didn't even think to purchase no fly sneaks because you can't get past the scent. Nah, I just, you know, I, I, I want, I want my funeral, whatever that ceremony looked like. I just wanted to be a joyous occasion, right? I always ask myself, um. I don't want nobody to cry. I always, I, I, I ask various people this: if if I had a funeral, would you come? Would you cry? That's what I'm and saying. They were like, "Oh, what kind of question is that?" I just like, I don't want. I've seen, I, look, no, I've seen people do that over the top cry, and I don't want that shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't want nobody to. I don't want nobody to be upset at me dying because I've lived such a life. No, and this I just you have affected them so much that right. they just out. I know, but you know how they say this person would have wanted me to do this? I'm telling y'all now, don't do it. Don't cry. Happy. On my funeral, go buy a pair of sneaks that day. Please. Be happy. Damn, I'm not trying to put that in the air, God. I ain't saying I'm going to go tomorrow, but if that happens, you know, 
I want to. But see, I I can see where Nell is going with this because I don't like crying at funerals. I like with my parents and my sister. I wouldn't let them play that music. That you you know how some people play that sad music um, until they see somebody cry. They'll sing and sing and sing, try to make you cry. I would not. I wrote out what song specifically and all that, and kept it upbeat. Right, Katie, that's, still, that's still normal, you know, nor, a normal emotion for some people to cry. And I'm not, I'm not mad at that, but I want a celebration. Like, so I need, I have celebratory um, instructions yeah. for my people. That's why I don't want like a, a big public journal. That's it. That's it. Don't make a fuss. Please don't, don't come in there dying in the, diving in the casket. Now I want to go with you. No, you was getting on my nerves when you was here. Stop. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, you know, that's a, you know what? It makes you think, right? Like, damn, each, that right there is like, oh my God, what happens if I don't have my shit in order? Right. Who's affected by that? Right? I don't think people put that, that same importance on when they're here from when they're not here because they, they don't want to face reality. Right. But so many people, and we can attest to this, you know, working in, in, in the law firm, also work banking and seeing the challenges and adversities that are faced when people don't have their affairs in order, right? You got people, you know, who don't have life insurance policies, which is which is key, right? Because those life insurance policies could be the bridge of your, your, your you know, being able to pay for a funeral that may be twenty, thirty thousand dollars Funerals are expensive. Even cremation is expensive if you can't afford it. And you got people out here doing fish fries every every Tuesday and Thursday to get up some money to get a, you know, bury their loved one, right? You just don't want to go through that. You know, when you have your fares in order, it just makes it easier for your family to, one, rest easy, but then two, put you away so they can, they can go through that grieving process a little easier, you know? And then, People in the chat, uh, people in the chat, push, just put uh, cremation or burial. Just put whatever word that you, you know, which one you would pick. Just put uh, cremation or bear, or being buried in the chat. Okay. And, you know, um, people may, some people may take this the wrong way, and I pray that they don't. But I went to a seminar years ago, and um, they was talking about this is where generational curses of being broken are being created by no, people right. who was in the know at the time. Hold on, Katie. No like, cry. seriously. Hold on, Katie. No crying. <laughs> the game is over, Katie. No crying. Oh, uh, so we lost now. Please put some prayer hands in the chat and the strong jaw for my man now down there. We are fixing, we'll um, get them next go round now. We are fixing, we'll get them next go round. <laughs> <laughs> we are fixing, um, but yeah, um, people, you know, actually use that um, because they say, they put it this way, you're going to die anyway. So they would take out these large policies so that they could leave money so that their kids and their families can continue to grow. I mean, and I, I don't know if you want to call it gambling on your life or what, but it is a very smart investment 
in no, your breath, not, actually, when you look gambling. at it. That's not gambling on your life. That's just taking care of your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just taking care of your people. That's not gambling on your yeah, life. You okay, now? We'll get them next. We we're gonna get them next week. We'll get whoever next week. God dang it! I don't think whoever. <laughs> we'll get whoever. Love runner, don't you start? Don't. I don't think start. so. Okay. <laughs> and we'll have to mourn this one tonight together. Cowboys right. losing. It's still early. It's all right, man. It's still early, man. It's still early in the season. It's all right. Y'all play them again. I gotta go to work tomorrow and face these. I know it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, but you, you know. Well, well, oh, well, we can't tell the score. You'll tell us in sixty seconds. You will, you will, you will survive, man. Remember my oh. first stand. You didn't die, man. Didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Did you die? I think I might need to be cremated tonight. You getting cremated tonight? <laughs> oh, that's right. Mala said, Dar- "Darnell, she won the bet." So that, that's right. You got to wear. One of have, their apparels, don't you? I do, and I have to post it on all of my social media sites. <laughs> that ain't bad, though. Oh studio. my god! I, so that means tomorrow I have to work with Ethan <laughs> Garrel. Look, at least it's still your home. At least it's still I'm your home. Them. That's gonna be funny. That's gonna be funny. That's not funny, Katie. That's not funny, Katie. It is gonna it. be funny, but God dang it. Uh-uh, KD. I'm going to ride with you now. KD. I'm going to ride with you. KD, KD um, I'm about to give you a very important lesson. When somebody's team loses, it's not jokey joke time. <laughs> it's not jokey joke time. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a lesson. This is a lesson that can save your life. Save your life. This is a time. Okay, I'm just, okay. This is a lesson that can save your life. It's not okay. jokey uh, well, so cool. But Katie, are you ready? Because it's on you. What we what we don't. Okay, I am ready. Y'all, tonight is just a little twist, but let me ask you this right here. What do you think of a couple getting their aunt and uncle evicted out of their home? Because the aunt and uncle don't want them sleeping together. Tell me your thoughts on that after you hear the details. Apparently, a gay couple and his partner, who are married, got his aunt and uncle evicted because the aunt and uncle did not want them sleeping together under their own roof. Not the aunt and uncle roof, mind you but the gay couple's parents wrote. The author, a 27-year-old man, starts the post by saying he married a man. His whole family is from a conservative Catholic area, but accepted his choice. When his family moved from his hometown in Texas to New York, they didn't sell their house and rented it to his aunts and uncles. When the author's family visited their hometown, they would stay with his uncle, and aunt and children. The last time they visited, the author and his husband weren't allowed to sleep in the same room because they hadn't married. So they stayed in a hotel. Recently, the author, husband, and his brother revisited them. And his uncle and aunt insisted they stay in the house. 
but they didn't want the author and his husband to sleep in the same room because it could be a bad influence on their children. This hurts his husband's feelings, and he left the room crying. The author's uncle laughed seeing this. The author got furious and threatened to get them kids out if they didn't apologize. They had a small argument, and the kids started crying. The author briefed his dad on what happened, and his uncle and family were given an eviction notice. Everyone in the family thinks the author was wrong for making his cousins become homeless. What do you think? Now, after reading this over and over, I'm like, now they did have a nerve. They were in his parents' home. And we don't, I mean, let's face it. It's not the traditional couple, but they had became married. But I can also see the aunt and uncle's problem with it. They have children. And they didn't want their children seeing two males sleeping together. So I don't know. This is a double-edged sword for me. But what do y'all think? I do think they went too far with getting them evicted, though. They weren't, um, weren't they just visiting? They were just visiting. So I do think they were wrong in getting them evicted. <laughs> I can't tell right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's pouting already, y'all. Hope somebody gets me evicted. <laughs> I can't get it in there. Aww. Oh, sorry. Um, you want to go, Ish? <laughs> you got you got thought on, on this Karen's corner. Yeah, I mean, listen, I feel like any of us, whether, you know, we're straight, we're gay, we all have to be mindful of how people, you know, t take in and digest the way we live our lives. And we have to be mindful that, you know, it doesn't always have to be um, in everybody's space for them to digest because they may not be willing to be open about certain things. They're respectful of it, but they may not want to see it. So I think that was the problem here is that, you know, they just didn't want to see it. They didn't want their children to see it or um, the little ones to be, uh, you know, taken in and having thoughts of their own about what is going on in that situation. So, but for them to go ahead and get them evicted, I think that was a bit much. Like, I, I don't think that that was cool at all because you know, at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to their opinion, whether they agree with the way you live your life or not. And and so, therefore, to get them evicted, that was whack. Yeah. So the couple was smashing at whose crib? Whose crib was it? Well, they were visiting, and it was the aunt and uncle's house, but they rented the house from the one of the couple's parents, which is so, let's say, um your dad had a brother and his your um his brother's wife and he lived in your dad's house paying your dad rent well your son go there he do something that they don't like so he said dad throw him out the house and he threw him out my beef will first be with the the, the person who evicted them though like if i'm paying with you rent, son, mm -hmm. yeah, if i'm paying you rent you yeah. can't evict 
because they wilding like oh and and they shouldn't even be doing all that in somebody else's home i agree you shouldn't impose your life on somebody else <laughs> right. you, can't. you can't impose your life on somebody else Right. And they cool. are imposing the eagles on them. I don't want to see all that butt neckedness up in my credit, man. <laughs> now you starting early, huh? He's sad, Katie. Boy, I told he got you. a hat and everything. Katie, I just told you it's not jokey joke time. See, now you you talk. We talk. I'm about, not joking at all. We talked about abusers earlier. <laughs> I am not joking. I I am not joking at all. I'm really not. I know how sensitive that can be when you, yeah, I'm not. No, I know you're sad, but can you chime in on the topic, please? <laughs> I'm a word, so I, if I lost, I lost, and I take my gripes as I take them. So, again, but it's crazy, again, the entitlement. Everybody does not have to agree with your lifestyle, and it, it's okay that they don't. Right, we are entitled to our opinions. We're entitled to our beliefs, and that's what we're entitled to—to to go out and evict somebody from their home where they stay, where they want to go, all because of a belief. This is where you—if you don't—if you don't, if, if somebody—if you don't like somebody's stance or you don't like somebody's, you know, opinion, that's where you can get your get the hell on, and and, and go about your business. You don't got to stand here and make a fuss. And that's what happens nowadays in this world. This world thinks that. Everything can involve themselves with every any and everything that's some about somebody's life. Stop. At some point, you just say, "All right, it is what it is," and go about your go about. To go this extreme measures and have somebody evicted because they don't agree with your lifestyle, the Bible doesn't agree with your lifestyle either. You gonna curse God? So at the end of the day, it is what it is. So stop being stop stop this this. This entitlement, like you got, like everybody got to do what you say, got to do. It's almost like they force it down our throat, and if we don't, and we don't accept it, then we the wrong party, or we there's something wrong with us. That's not the case. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's what makes us unique and individuals. All right, so let's, yeah. Let's address this question in the chat, man. This is from Sean uh, Nanette. Says, what if you were told you couldn't sleep with your spouse because it made others uncomfortable? If you're in somebody else's house, then you gotta follow their uh rules. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you know. that's like if, exactly. if your daughter came home with, with 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 a girl and they and she was they was having sex in the next room, you ain't got you ain't got to put up with that. All right, that's right. Your house, your rules. Your house, your rules. Absolutely. And if you don't mm -hmm. like it, go get your own place. Go, go somewhere else. Put your head down. You can't tell somebody. How many times parents don't told their kids that you don't like what's going on here? Get out. Get your own. Yeah. Look, well, as long as you under my roof, you're going to do what I say. Yeah, who's to say that? I got to accept what you got going on. You ain't got to stay here either. All right. I pay the bills. Yeah, me. All right, now, before we, before we get into your sad place. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sad today too. So before we get into your sad place, I just want to say um I talked to Dare Little Sweet Baby Jesus again. And I got this message for y'all. Dare <laughs> Sweet Baby Jesus told me the to relators to y'all on the amount of expectations that we place on other people. We have to, you know, fall back some. 
because they're not entitled, as we would say, to stand up or to live up to our expectations. So we have to fall back on all these pressures, all these assumptions, all these things that we want to place on other people and let them be who they are and you be who you are. And then if you meet in the middle, you meet in the middle. You can't expect them to do all these things just because you are that kind of person. So that's my message from their little sweet baby Jesus. All right, T. Great word. Great word. I'm here to help the people, man. It's an educational show. <laughs> no, what's up? <laughs> they are done. I got to reintroduce myself. <laughs> I'm a sad guy. Welcome to the episode of Going With Second. <laughs> Shout outs to the. Shout outs to the Philadelphia Eagles today. They are the only remaining undefeated team sitting at 6 0. That is an accomplishment that should not be sneezed at, that should not go overlooked. That, regardless of whatever team we root for, the kudos goes to those guys. They are at the top of the mountain right now. So, shout outs to the Philadelphia Eagles. They knocked off my beloved. Dallas Cowboys today. Final score. Drum roll, please. 26-17. With other NFL news um, in and around the country. The, the, you can't even talk. <laughs> I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. <laughs> but in other NFL news, the um, Atlanta Falcons beat up on the San Francisco 49ers 28-14 to improve their record to 3-3. Three and three. The New England Patriots beat the Cleveland Browns. T, I'm sorry, T. I know that was your team this season, 38-15. The New York Jets stunned the, um, the Green Bay Packers 21-10. The Indianapolis Colts beat up on the Jaguars 34-27. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Saints 30-26. The New York Giants improved their record to five and one, beating the Baltimore Ravens 24 to 20. And in upset news, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This week was a week of upsets. We had a number of different teams upset top ranked teams, such as the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, the Vikings um beating up on the Miami Dolphins. Also, the New York Jets stunning the Packers. Um, so we had a lot of upsets this week. But again, we want to shout out and give our big support to the Philadelphia Eagles, for one, being 6-0 and in the NFL and also playing a great game against Dallas Cowboys. Um, and other sports news, if you haven't, if you've been on the Rock, Game 7 starts this Tuesday in conjunction with the NBA. If you don't know what Game 7 is, Square. You're square. Absolutely. Game seven is the new show hosted by T and also his, his his brother Mike. So that is going to be a great show premiering this Tuesday at 7 p.m. So tune in. I already know Rhonda's already waiting. Rhonda <laughs> already in the chat for Tuesday. Shout out to Rhonda for always supporting any and everything that we got going on hours before. It even comes on. So, um, Game 7 with T and Mike is Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
right? And then the NBA season starts right there after at 7.30 p.m. You got the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Boston Celtics if you're a Philadelphia fan. And all the NBA teams will be playing either be Tuesday or Wednesday night. So check out your local listings to see when your team plays. I know this season I'm rocking the 76ers. T already said he's going with the Brooklyn Nets. He said he's riding with the Sixers. And KD just don't care. <laughs> get your team ready. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to be an exciting season. This is the time of year when you have all four teams, sports, I mean, all four major sport teams playing at one time. You have the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL. Shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies for advancing to the NLCS, which is one series away from the World Series. You also have the San Diego Padres that will meet the Phillies to see who is going to represent the National League in the World Series. You also have right now, the New York Yankees um, playing the um, Cleveland Commanders. I mean, not Commanders. I'm sorry. Will represent the American League, who will go up against the Houston Astros to see who is the winner of those two series, who is going to make it to the World Series. So it's some fun times in and around sports. We got the NFL at high gear. Got to my New York we got the we got the baseball season get um going into its postseason to crown a winner soon. We got Major League Hockey that just started this past Thursday. So, if you like any of those teams, if you have a favorite team out there, make sure you represent your team. This season's going to be a great season, live and direct. Again, shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles for again improving a six and zero. And you will see me posting a picture tomorrow in my Eagles gear representing the bet that I lost. Shout outs to everybody out there that's Eagles fans, Tez, Maryland, and all the Philadelphia faithful. And shout out to my Cowboys as well. Regardless if we take a loss, we're still going to be Cowboy Nation next week. So Cowboys for life. All right, now, before we get out of this sports section, I do want to uh, speak on what Ebony was saying. So uh, shout out to Dikembe Mutombo, who has now started his treatment for his brain tumor. So hopefully, you know, prayers and strength to him. Hopefully he gets well soon. But Tumbo was a sixer at one point as well. So if anybody knows, you know, if you know, you know. And it's still free BG, man. It's free still BG, man. Yeah. Free BG, Brittany Griner. We want her home back on American soil. You should not have to live in those kinds of conditions based upon, you know, a, a, a mistake that's legal here in the state. So shout outs to NBA, NFL, Major League Hockey. Major League Baseball and any sport that you represent. Shout out to even those those little tight teams that that goes to play on to on these big teams. We sh- we we care about the little kids as well, like we do the big kids. At what's up, Tell the people about Game Seven before we get out of here? Because I know it's a, that's a big deal, bro. Game Seven is so exciting, man. <laughs> if anybody watches Sports Center and seeing like Skip and Shannon, Stephen A. Smith. That is nothing compared to the shenanigans that'll happen with me and my brother. <laughs> so I just want to put this out there. Now, you might even see him tell me to shut the fuck up, call me a stupid-ass motherfucker. <laughs> and look, y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking forward to it because I remember how you say he was in the book. Right. <laughs> so y'all are very competitive. So, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna, Dumb- I don't know, Rhonda. I might beat you there. Dumb- <laughs> It's pure comedy. 
right? So it's it's all in love, you know, it's all in the love of the game. And, you know, game seven is for people who love basketball and who want to hear the ins and outs of what's going on behind the scenes, all uh, the drama, and who who's good, who's not good. We're going to make our picks on the games. It's going to be all kinds of shit, you know, centered around uh, basketball. And if anybody knows what game seven means, that means winner, go home, play for it all. This is going to be the greatest basketball show of all time. Can't wait to see it. So what do I mean? Want to go home? So see, I, I don't know what you said. Of course I, I don't. I I okay, but you're educating me, right? Y'all, y'all are the I okay. Okay, they watch on watch Tuesday at 7 p.m. <laughs> go on my Facebook page, right? And there's a video that says game seven. If you watch okay. that video, it'll explain to you what game seven really means. Oh, okay. I will do that. I will or do that. Game yes. seven is winner go home. Yes. The greatest legends played in game sevens, and they took their game to the next level and propelled. So game seven, this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Also, Telemade kicks me right, right behind it. We got the we got the business the businessman and show business right now. <laughs> How many three and four? I'm build, I'm building a network, ladies and gentlemen. So there's going to be shows every day except Friday and Saturday. I'm going to be on three of the shows, and there's going to I'm going to import two shows from other people mm-hmm. to come on the channel and have their own show. And I'm building the network. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then we got, then we got Telemade Kicks on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. That's the that's that's the two of us going crazy. You know what I mean? You you going to see the story that I'm getting buried in. On one of these episodes, <laughs> and we roll right into Sunday and Uncensored Minds at 9 p.m. So the slate is full. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, make sure you do because you don't want to miss exclusive content. You don't want to miss the opportunity to see Game Seven, Telemate Kicks, and or Uncensored Minds. You want to be right there, front and center, because these things matter. You don't want to miss them them two imported shows because them things is going to be crazy. So this is the network you want to be. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification this, button. This is the one-stop shop for it all, ladies and gentlemen. And you see the merch that we're wearing is available. So you can get it all. You can get a Game 7 t-shirt. You can get an Unsister Mind t-shirt. You can get oh, wait t-shirt. till I break out the Game 7 merch. It's going to be It's going to oh, be crazy. Oh. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> He the man. I gotta say, he the man. Off the hook. So shout out to everybody again. Uh, Ma- Mala said that you gotta say you lost a bet with her. <laughs> People know how I rock. People know how. People know how I'm rocking. They already know who I, my loyalty lies with. So when they see me in that, they ain't going. They're gonna be like, damn, he must have lost a bet. So I'm gonna do what I said I'm gonna do. You ain't. I don't need. I don't need nobody to to coach me. I know what I gotta do. I already started doing it tonight on the show, didn't I? I got you. So again, we appreciate everybody for taking their time out to 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 stay with us tonight, opening your your homes up to us so we can come in and, and talk. Oh, about you. And also, if y'all have other topics that y'all want us to discuss, we are importing one topic from the audience every week. So put y'all topics on the uh, Uncensored Facebook page. I'll make another post for it continue to send y'all topics that y'all want us to discuss to that page this is breast cancer awareness month it's also domestic violence awareness month so please be aware of your surroundings 
please, ladies, check on the tatas. If you need any help, you know, hit your boy up. <laughs> we we going to make it do what it do, man. What's up? Somebody asked me, what that mean when you be throwing your sons up? That's 730. That's something that we came up with. That's something that is, is a family type of thing. You know what I mean? That just lets us know that we um we carrying out our dreams over here. Never be afraid to trace your dreams. Never be afraid. Even when it seems challenging and it's a scary place, jump out there and chase your dreams. You never know. You never know what you chase up to, and, and it's going to open up so many possibilities. Before we get out of here, we want to say thank wait, you. Wait, wait, wait a minute, man, because Ooh. we gotta we gotta help the ladies out, man, because it's a lot of lonely ladies. It's a lot of lonely ladies that's hugging on them pillows, you know, extra tight. They ain't got nobody to rub up on them butts, you know, and all, all these kind of things. But, bro. They can go on over to rawhoneydrip.com and get and get you know something <laughs> to keep them, you know. <laughs> And so they get a person. And so they get a person, they can get some things. And so they get a person, they can get some things that, you know, take the edge off. Take the edge off. So take yeah. the edge off a little bit. We got to, we got to. Boston? Yeah. Um, you know, winter's coming. <laughs> when? Winter's coming. Some cold nights. We got some things to keep you warm, warm you up. Cuffing season? Oh, yeah. Cuff you, blue cuff you, um, so each, let me ask the ultimate question Can I buy the whole man from him? God damn, I got the Wait, did T click off? T said, Wait, like a dog, get because it's cold, like you say, you want to cuddle. What's she, Jeffrey? So can we buy the whole man? <laughs> no, that's wild now. Stop. Oh. <laughs> That's, that's, that's I don't know, KD. I don't know. No, I don't even think I'm gonna let you purchase that, KD. I don't think I want you to get that on. You find that's indicted. Yeah. She wants the whole thing about the whole man. But no, I'm not. Each each stutter off small. Like stutter stutter off. No, she said she needs something to keep her warm. She wants the whole man. Katie is that? Yeah, she she said that it's getting cold. So you know you want the whole. Katie, this is what I know. They have the full body pillows, right? You get the full body pillow, and then come on. You get a couple toys from each that you know to go with the full body pillow. That holds you down. That'll hold you down, you know, until you get situated. Man, I just had a naughty look. Look at my head. Oh my gosh. Hey, Ish, okay. gonna call you for a strap Ish, I may have to get with you on a creation. <laughs> you about to buy a strap? You already know, You got me. You got me. Whatever you need. <laughs> I just you had this know. image in my head as she was saying that. Just okay. no light yeah, bulb girl, I may have to get with you. Katie <laughs> crazy now. No, Katie crazy. <laughs> we got to get up out of here because <laughs> Katie, Katie, go. Come out at night, huh? Yeah. Shout out again. But before we get out of here, we say shout outs to Marilyn for coming on. Thank you again. Story, um, opening our eyes to you know going out there making sure that we get checked early being a support system to those that um are in and around us and also just being doing our due diligence to make sure that we know our bodies 
the right way. Also, all of us in the chats, make sure we put up um, prayers. Just pray, pray, pray for our very own Ebony as she continues through her journey. Well, um, hold on now. I want to stay right there while you're at that point because also in my talk with their little sweet baby Jesus, the message is when y'all are making these prayers, you have to be specific. You cannot just, you know, throw out a wide range of, uh, you know, things. You have to be specific with names and things in order for these prayers to work. So please, when you're giving out your prayers, be specific in what you want, what you need, you know, what can help other people. Be specific in these things when you're doing your prayers. But go ahead now. Yeah. So keep Ebony in your prayers. You know, please be specific, as T said. Also, let's pray for KD as she does not catch a Jeffrey Dahmer charge and or <laughs> we understand that it's getting cold out there, but please, we don't want no poisoning. Also, put a prayer in the air for my father as he has a little procedure that's going to be happening this week. Um, you know, a little, little procedure, but, you know, we always can use prayers and things like that. So, you know, thank you for always, you know, your, your, your prayers for my family and myself. Had a little health scare this week myself, but you know I'm on a, on a, on a road to recovery. Um, so just you know everybody has something going on in their life, and you know the the best thing is always uh, positivity, and we learned that tonight just from hearing the story from Marilyn. Just being upbeat and positive helps. It's the first step in in therapy, right? That's the first therapeutic thing that we can take medicines that we can take in our body is being positive. Also, let's support. The, the, the network, the platforms that we got going on. Game 7 is preparing Tuesday. That's the first thing on, in the week that we can look forward to at 7 p.m. with T and Mike. Then you got um, T and myself on Wednesday at 8 p.m. for Telemade Kicks. And then you got the whole gang again in your face 9 p.m. on Sundays for Uncensored Minds. We rocking and rolling, people, and thank you for riding with us. We appreciate that. We appreciate the love and the support. And again, Jennifer, a big happy birthday goes out to you. Again, from all of us here at Uncensored Minds, y'all be safe, y'all be well, and be full of love. Uncensored Minds, we out of here. Bye-bye. Till next week.